When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No! Oh! We're <laughs> too late to say no. It is too late to say no. Uh, a true Eidi Yuki moment. <laughs> Chokes on coffee. Chokes <laughs> on coffee, dies. <laughs> Welcome to the gravitation shelf. Yes! <laughs> Welcome to the gravitation shelf. But it's... Uh, not, yeah. the, not, not the Bokuwaka shelf today. <laughs> Though I'm sure that there will be mentions. Maybe. Oh, wait, okay. Wrong what happened? What? No, I just- I, I opened the wrong uh, outline. Uh, Corolla has been up for several hours. <laughs> I've um, been awake since 5am and it is now 5pm. <laughs> I've been awake for more hours today than I usually am in a day. I am doing really well. I've already <laughs> seen the can of Red Bull. So I can't I am test. <laughs> yes. I'm fine. fine. Yeah. Okay, you are. I'm very. I am very excited. We're going to talk about one of my favorite uh, subjects. We are. Uh, we are. Well, uh, grab a seat and relax. Uh, since I met Corolla, one of the things that has been a uh, common thread through our friendship and our relationship has been a mutual love of gravitation. It has managed to come up in every conversation we've had. Every recording we've done. Every recording every we've done. <laughs> Everything. Uh, I could ask Corolla about the weather and somehow she didn't <laughs> to though. She has completely ruined the timeline <laughs> for the Yaoi show. <laughs> not really. I... It's not all gravitation, though, to be fair. No, honestly, it's all banana fish. <laughs> it's all and... banana fish and tamaki. And tamaki. And not even the Tamaki I know from Oron, it's the Tamaki from My Hero Academia, so there you go, there's your mention. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's all banana fish. <laughs> I, yeah. Does he even I'm get sorry. that much screen time? No! Does that much art of him? But the fan artists are making up for it. I love it, personally. He has, he has five speaking lines, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> And most of it's cowering. <laughs> but he's beautiful. That's all that matters. He's fine. He's and fine. his boyfriend is Tintin. So. I already couldn't sexualize Mirio and he just made it worse. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that was literally the first thing I said. I was like, why is this guy Tintin? And then I really didn't like him. But then, yeah. I already I don't like don't like that ship just because I think Muriel looks dumb. But like I love, but he's so soft, you know. Okay. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Miritama. We're going to talk about other forces of nature. 
please don't give any of these disasters a force of nature. <laughs> but it's oh. gravitation. That that's a force of nature, right? No, is it? Is it? <laughs> I'm just gonna let you work through that. <laughs> Leave me alone. Because you're technically you're not wrong, but you're also not right. Is it physics? Which, yes. Okay, because I I never I've never taken physics, so I don't know what? anything. No, I've it's I've I've taken physics. It's not mandatory here, so you know what? Yeah, yeah. I had to take physics when I was in high school. I feel so sorry for you. I also feel sorry for me. I don't <laughs> think I learned anything. Now I'm just a smut writer. Now all I That's... do is write. <laughs> now all I do is write about dicks. I don't need physics for that. No, you do not need physics for that because you know, no. as we, as we have seen over the years, physics is physics and God are not required <laughs> for that. And and basic anatomy, also who definitely needs, not needed. Who needs that? That's like my nope. favorite. I mean, jumping the gun here, but that's one of my favorite things about uh, gravitation Dorjin. You know how Shuichi's organs re reorganize themselves. I love that. I love how he's just. Who need Hello. <laughs> also, like he seems to get younger despite getting older. Yeah. Like there's some kind of weird succubus who's like feeding off of Aries' sperm or something. I mean, yeah. Like EX happens and everyone looks much younger. But even even um even before that, because you know, if you look at the volumes, I have them over here. My hair, my wig. Uh, you know, he get, he he like systematically grows younger from you know starting from I think volume like four he begins to yeah. look very different and then at the end like volume twelve, he's not entirely ex yet but he is different. It's yeah ex is where everyone gets really showified and it's awkward because then you have like Toma who's like a forty year old man and he looks like a teenager. Yeah, but he did you know Toma Toma looked dubious to begin with, but. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> no. I will not have you speak ill of my husband this episode. I hope everyone who is listening has placed their bets because, you know, <laughs> oh, it's yes, going down have, tonight. We have, yeah, we have the great gravitation war that must be settled. Uh, <laughs> just in new housekeeping, we are now on Patreon. Uh, we hit exactly 1,024 followers as of my last check. I have Twitter up. I don't know why I can't just use my eyes. No, you um, can't. You can't. 1,035. <laughs> Woo! That's a lot. That's it a lot is a lot. Um, so with that, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you may do so. Uh, your monetary support, as always, is not mandatory, but it is greatly <laughs> appreciated. We have some really, really cool perks to our patrons, including one that we will get to at the end of the show. Yes. Uh, I have a note in here that says, please give us money, exposes ankle. You guys cannot see my ankles because right now I look like a goat and I have cloven hooves. <laughs> Should I show them my wrists? Like, yes, you may expose okay. your, you may okay. explode <laughs> your, your, your slutty wrists. My slutty wrists is yeah. begging for your money. Not begging, asking nicely. I'm asking nicely. Screams, I'm asking nicely. <laughs> Nicely. Are you are you happy now? I also I mean this in the most loving way. You are so pale. I know. I know. <laughs> you I guys also... don't get 
you don't get sunlight over there, do you? No, no. Uh, the sun sets at uh, 3 p.m. currently. 3.30 p.m. So That sounds... That sounds not great. It's... Yeah. It's, is that it's, why y'all's fiction is so sad? Is that everyone just has seasonal affective disorder? Oh, yeah. Like, we're just, okay. you know, winter depression all, all year long. Like Because I've read The Snowman. Like, is that why y'all's fiction is so weird? Is that everyone what, just has what, seasonal... Is that... Uh, is that the crime dude? Yeah. What the hell is his name? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I haven't read it. <laughs> I just know that uh, America butchered the translation on the main character's name because I guess they oh, assume. No. Oh, they butchered it. They butchered I didn't even know they translated it. They did. I thought I know what, what it is. Yeah, it was a movie with Michael Fassbender in the US. And Val Kilmer was oh there, like, God. right after surgery. And I think, like, <laughs> in the book, it's, like, Harry Hula or something like that. Like, I obviously don't speak Norwegian, but it's supposed to be, like, Harry Hill is, like, the name, basically. No. Yeah, his name is Harry Hula. Yeah. And yeah. it gets translated in the U.S. as Harry Hole. I mean... It's, it's, I mean, that's technically what it is. Like, I don't think in Norwegian, I think you could say, at least in a dialect, it, it's like mm -hmm. Hule means like yeah. um, cave or something yeah. similar. But why would they want to translate it? Uh, money. So it's just a lot of people yelling at Michael Fassbender, Harry Hole, and it's very funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Over. It took me a while because my brain is like <laughs> severe yeah, time. Like, like it is sad. That doesn't sound right. Utter seriousness. Like Harry Hole. It's like, yes, yes. What is it? That what is it? Uh, <laughs> this is not <laughs> gravitation. Uh, no. So this I, is... we're talking about gravitation. As we said, it's probably one of the most important series to the two of us as Fujin as people. Uh, yes, Corolla has her entire collection. I have. I was able to coax my Kamagoro out of storage. The, yeah. Whatever spacing is. Uh, and he'll continue to creep on me and be just slightly out of frame. <laughs> I feel like I feel like having two Kamagoros at the same time feels like some sort of... Like, like you weird. shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, like, it does <laughs> feel like, like putting, like, two ancient artifacts. <laughs> that shouldn't be... In the same, like, spatial reality. Yeah. So, I guess we need to talk about... Right. Like, yeah, no. So I guess we need to talk about, first of all, for those <clears throat> of you who don't know, uh, what is gravitation? And not the physics thing, because we learned earlier <laughs> that I took physics and I learned nothing. And I don't know what it is, apparently. So, <laughs> uh, no. Don't come looking for physics lessons. This is not the place. Yeah, we might be your parents, but we cannot help you with your homework. <laughs> Especially not me, no. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute. So what what is what is gravitation? If we had to give like the you know, the the one hundred and fifty character synopsis of gravitation, what what is gravitation? Uh do you want me to do it? Yes, that's why I paused. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so stupid. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> gravitation is in in my unbiased of course opinion very uh, biased 
yeah, uh, one of the one of the most one of the greatest and weirdest and okay. definitely most formative uh, BL manga out there. Um, okay. I like to say that it's a musical comedy manga that just happens to be gay because there's so much going on. Like the gay. Okay. Is, it isn't really the main focus. It's my uh, argument. I would okay. know. Okay. <laughs> respectfully disagree. We, I, we can talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Uh, but basically, so in this complete chaos uh, mm -hmm. comedy story, mm -hmm. you have this hyperactive vocalist slash lyricist. He's great at writing those lyrics. He's very bad at <laughs> writing lyrics. <laughs> Shuichi Shindo, who yes. on one fateful night runs into <sighs> moody, broody novelist Eri Yuki. Yes. It gets horribly insulted. Just get <laughs> dragged. Just <laughs> a, just. Or okay, he's told a harsh truth. Uh, uh, no, he's he's, he's dragged. He's, <laughs> he, I don't know he, why. As the foundation for a romance, like anyone looks at Aerie and is like, "I want to climb you like a panda." Because, like <laughs> a cat. No, because he because he becomes obsessed. And he then, does. they fall in love. Sure. Drama and hilarity ensues. Mostly and drama. Yeah. That's... 99% drama. Yeah, and I think you have something to add. <laughs> also, to the story of what happens when mental illness and trauma go untreated in your manga cause on Fujo cocaine. That too. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in Gravitation, okay? We don't like, have enough I love, time. I do love that, like... You can't disagree with me on that. I mean... No. Oh, but... I think... <laughs> but we all know I do have a... You know, I look at the things I enjoy. Yeah. And I stick to Yeah, them. I mean, I don't... And I go into denial. No, no. I don't think it's bad. Like, I still think it's super formative and it's still super important to me. I just, I think I look at it now in a much different lens than I used to when I was young. Is he purring? Not yet. He will be. We'll probably pick him up. Excellent. We have Cat. Uh, we have Cat. We were talking about, um, you know, how we sort of differ but agree on some of the drama points in Gravitation and how, like, even though I think we come at it from, like, two very different perspectives, that, one, we can both respectfully agree and disagree with each other, yeah. but also that, you know, we think that <clears throat> it is very formative. Like, we can't deny its formativity for us and for, realistically, like, the more I'm on social media, like, a good swath of Fujian, like, yeah. there was I something think weirdly about it. Sorry. Yeah, no, I just think that as far as, you know, Western Fujian go, it is mm -hmm. such a formative thing, because it was, like, the first really big and 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 half-length series like it wasn't a two-episode ova it was like mm -hmm. a 12-episode series first you had the ova mm -hmm. and then like i think like four years later they delivered the the series the half mm -hmm. what, what do you call it i always call it coil it's not coil but yeah the half season series mm -hmm. yeah and they definitely um <clears throat> i think here's where we need to probably take a break and say that Gravitation the anime and Gravitation the manga are pretty much two different series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, have yeah, they have similarities. They they're some of the same. Yes. But 
the manga is, is a completely different animal. <laughs> you can definitely... I think you can hugely tell the difference between fans that are anime-rooted and fans that are manga-rooted. And I don't say that, like, to say that, like, one is better than the other. This isn't, like, Full Metal Alchemist, where some people are right and some people are wrong. Uh, <laughs> my answer to that may be shocking to everyone, because I don't think that the obvious answer is correct. <laughs> I Yeah, I think you're, like, on the opposite side of what most people I know. I but am, yes. I've only seen the old school one. Yes. So I know I've, nothing. I've seen both, and I think that the old school <laughs> one is more satisfying. That's for a different episode. Uh, <laughs> probably not on this podcast because I are don't. Gonna, <laughs> are you going to make me watch Brotherhood just so no. I can compare? I, no. Absolutely. Imagine. No. no. Why would I? See no. I mean, there see are. In three years. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> See you never again. That's that's when we quit. Uh, but there's definitely a huge difference in the two, and I think a lot of it comes down to one, frankly, just censorship. Uh, no. I don't think that the manga as writ could exist. It's way too. Uh, it's very weirdly adult in places where it shouldn't be. Yeah, it's a. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, censorship puts it nicely, but I don't think, and this isn't even talking about, like, the doujins and the remixes and the mega mixes, like, just the manga as is, there are some jokes in there that I don't think would fly ever, there's some stuff in there that I just don't think would fly, censorship puts it nicely, and also, I just think that the manga as is, is kind of unhinged in a way that might be too unhinged even for anime? Yeah, I think, I think the, I mean, there are series out there that are, you know, unhinged, you know, you can, you Holy know, you can look at, like, every, yeah, and every time, like, Gainax needs to, like, take a break, and, you know, they do something like Panny and Stocking, or, you know, if you've yeah. ever seen, if you've ever seen Puni Puni Poemi, which was so mm -hmm. extreme, you know, it's an OVA, so they typically would go straight to video, but Puni Puni Poemi, mm -hmm. uh, it's an it's a it's a spin-off of Excel Saga and it's mm -hmm. even crazier and it's even worse. And I think that's the only thing that compares to gravitation that I can think of in, in, in insanity level in many ways. Well, and I think like series that typically are unhinged, there's usually a bit of a point to them being unhinged. Like I think of like Fooly Kooly, I think of like Spadazanmai, like they're unhinged, but like there's usually the point is that it's unhinged for a reason. I don't think gravitation, a lot of that unhinged is methodical at all. I think it's just no. Murakami's insane. Yeah, she, I, I absolutely agree. Because, and she, you know, and she puts it in the little... That's one of my favorite things that, you know, they also, when, when Tokyo Pop first translated uh, gravitation, that they left mm -hmm. in her little scrolls, her little they notes did. in the chapters. And they're all like... I don't know what I'm doing here. I hate drawing. I just wanted to draw Yuki walking around. And it's like, she doesn't even know what she's doing. And I love yeah. it, kind of. Cause and, I think, and I think that that's actually a good segue into our next segment, which is, uh, who is gravitation? <laughs> which is getting into, uh, who is, yeah. who, who is gravitation? And that's Maki Murakami. Um, how do we how do we describe Maki Murakami outside of the words that I have written down that you've yet to disagree with? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, how do you describe Murakami? Because on one hand, I, you know, she's my queen. Yes. And not only, not only because, you know, she created gravitation, but as an author who is my own biggest fandom, like I have yeah. my own fandom. Yeah. Her, you know, the fact that she makes her own doujins for me is so important because I write my own fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and I think a lot of people do that, but, but, you know, I admire her for just, you know, doing her thing. Yeah. But the woman is off the rails. Yeah, and she's very self-aware with that. Like, I remember, um, I think it was one of the Mega Mixes. She's like, I wrote this with my daughter on my lap. And it's like, that's a lot of dicks. But yeah, okay. and, and there's this one, I think, and, and that wasn't even, like, this is from one of the really early ones. I think it's like mm -hmm. Mega Mix 1 or 3 or something. Not Mega Mix, like Remix, the first ones that weren't yeah. as extreme. And she's like, I had high school students help me draw this panel. I'm going to jail. I'm like, lady. <laughs> and I was, I was in high school when I was reading that. And I didn't really think it was, you know, I was like, oh, you know, that's funny. And I'm looking at it now, like, why, why are you, I mean, why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you saying that you're doing this? You know, like, but she, yeah. but I think, yeah, she's, She's really something. Uh, the notes I have in here about uh, Maki Murakami is Maki Murakami is a sadistic witch who is also a masochist, and we both were and both of us worship her like a god, which yes. is true. Like I, which is I agree. True. Like as a writer, she's really someone that I look up to in being like self indulgent, almost to the point oh, of yeah. it being bad. Like <laughs> if she wants something to happen. She will not justify that she wants it to happen. She just does. I mean, like, look at a lot yeah. of the doujins and the mega mixes and the remixes. It's like, I wanted a gangbang with Taki Aizawa, so I did it. <laughs> I love, but and I love how unapologetic she is about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, and and she's like, you know, she's not afraid of of admitting to her mistakes or to her no, you know, craziness. I love that. And I, I know that I said this in a previous episode, but when she made the um, the Hyoko mix, which is mm -hmm. one of the doujins, because at this point, it's getting a little confusing because, you know, at this point, Gravitation is, you know, there's the tw 12 volumes and the mm -hmm. novels and mm -hmm. the EX series and mm -hmm. the Shindoke no Family, Shindoke no Jijo manga, and then the mm -hmm. doujins. And some of the mm -hmm. doujins are now crossing into semi-canon-ness. Mm -hmm. And I think Hyoko Mix was the first one that did that. So Hyoko, Hyoko is the one that depicts uh, Yuki and Shuichi's first time. Mm -hmm. But it also isn't exactly accurate to the timeline. Mm -hmm. And then in the postscript, she's like, I got so caught up in drawing this that I forgot that gravitation takes place in the 90s and I drew all of this technology that didn't exist. Fuck my life. <laughs> well, and I, I think I noticed it even sooner. I noticed it in a... Panda, where it starts to go into Aries' abuse with Kitazawa. Oh, we forgot to trigger warning this. Hello, uh, Maki Murakami clearly has no issue, frankly, discussing trauma, including the trauma and abuse of a child. And oh. there's a shocking amount of sexual assault played for laughs. Yeah. A hor just a horrifying amount of sexual assault played for laughs. Uh, so, trigger warning for yeah. problematic stuff. And major problematic. Stuff. Yeah, and we're, we're, we have a whole section on that, don't worry. But I'm like, oh, I was getting ready to just flat out talk about young Airy like, taking it from Kitazawa before I realized, like, oh, that might be an issue for some people. 
Also, I guess technically spoilers for a series that's over 20 years old. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> if you haven't, I mean, this is going to be the only thing really that I want people to take away from the I mean, yes, I want them to take many things away from this episode. But yes. if you haven't read the manga, go read the manga. Because seriously. I say go watch the anime. And if you're still curious, go read the manga. But I think, yeah, but, you know, I do this thing where every, I reread Gravitation, like, mm -hmm. every four to six years, I can't remember, mm -hmm. like, something like that. And it's really interesting every time because I, I'm reading it in different phases of my life, which is, mm -hmm. I have said this in every single episode we've done, I'm sure. You have. But, yeah, yes. I have. But, but I think it's so interesting, uh, you know, reading it in, in different phases of my life, but also mm -hmm. that every time that I read it, I come back to the fact that the manga is really really good and oh yeah and, and the anime does not do the story justice and it doesn't no. Do, no and i don't think and i and by no means do i say that because <laughs> i think it does i just think that the anime is easier to digest oh yeah 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 which is why i say start <laughs> with the anime if you get through it and you like it and you still have questions and you want to learn more then use the manga as like your deep dive but if I can't even get you through the anime, which, like, realistically in 2021, I understand. I'm using air quotes if you're a listener only. <laughs> then that's fine. But, like, I don't want to... I, I think, honestly, at this stage, the manga might be a little bit traumatizing. Like, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And, like, it's easy for us to go in and reread, 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 because this is our religion. But I'm thinking, yeah. like, going and dry <laughs> for this, especially if all I know is, like, frankly, the really, really sanitized bullshit newer stuff kids read. Yeah, that is a very good point, because, like, you know... If we... all you've read is, like, Yuri on Ice and Given and shit, no, you're not gonna... <laughs> you can't hang. So... Yeah, I think... I think, because, I mean, and, and this is, again, you know, we keep saying this, this is in no way, you know, ignoring what is problematic in, no, in gravitation or not anything else that is older. But the 90s were different times. Absolutely. And in Japan in particular, because, like, you know, Japan is only now beginning to talk about discrimination and sexual mm -hmm. assault mm -hmm. and gender identities mm -hmm. on a much deeper level. So, obviously, mm -hmm. when Murakami was doing this, I think a lot of the things that we consider problematic... Mm -hmm. are coming purely out of, you know, ignorance. So not willful mm -hmm. willful ignorance either. It's just that, you mm -hmm. know, she didn't know it wasn't a thing. And I don't think that she considered that this would ever be something that would be translated and Absolutely. sent to the world. And, and I that would still be living in 20 years. Right. And also, I think this is a good place to put a reminder is that Maki Murakami is a cishet woman. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of these things that she did, like writing about bisexual <clears throat> erasure and the the trans problem, which we will get to that one because that I think is the I think biggest. it's one of the worst. Yeah, uh, I yeah I think it's one of the worst. She's writing this as a cishet woman, and this is where I raise the flag that hello, Western writers are still doing this. That doesn't mean it's acceptable. That doesn't mean it's okay, but if you're gonna, like, shake a stick at Japan and Japanese media, you have a whole-ass backyard full of the same bullshit that you also need to bring this level of anger to. Like, that's one thing I'm getting really, really fucking tired of with these kids, is that they keep yelling at Japanese media. It's like, I demand more black people! There's comic books in America that don't have black people, honey. Like, 
be mad and I understand, but like you're yelling at like a 99% ethno like centric country with like no ethnic diversity when you have in your yard places that don't represent black people well. Like yeah. your feelings are valid, but like don't pop off just at Japan. Like, and, and, oh my and, god. Yes. Yeah. I mean I, I I mean I'm in Norway. I don't get to say anything about anyone else's problems <laughs> here, but <laughs> we have our own, thank you. No. Uh but but obviously, you know, you can I know this is mind blowing to a lot of people, but you can mm -hmm. in fact be angry at several things at the same time and it doesn't Yeah, it's very easy actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a professional. Myself. Same. It's, it's been, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's wild. what keeps this peak so full. I've been, <laughs> mad for, I've been mad for 20 years. <laughs> I am just, I am pure rage at this point. Trust me, it can be done. But you know, you but you can, you can actually, you know, there are multiple things you can be upset about. And, Absolutely. And, and, and you can, but there are also, you know, again, with the whole, with cultural differences and being aware of the fact that you know challenges aren't the same in every in every place and mm -hmm. and well, what was the second thing i don't know what was the second thing <laughs> that, yeah well you Good know question. that represent representation isn't the same for everybody and everyone no. doesn't come from the same same point you know starting point so not. a lot of things factor in but you know basically everything you said aside from that i just wanted to <laughs> i'm such a mess I, I love this so much because it does feel like if you ever need like a realistic depiction of Yuki and Suichi but somehow like platonic, it's Kurola and I. I am Shuichishin though. I don't know how it happened. Will you hang out up here? No? Okay. No. <laughs> oh god. Son, no! <laughs> He's Kumagura beaming you from the- yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> For those who are not watching, there's a Kumagura- it's actually uh, defying, a defying gravity on the side here. <laughs> <laughs> and the little hint of rainbow light really makes. I me. love it. This is. I've had a lot of good ideas. This might be my best. Let's see if I can. Oh yeah, over there. Yes. You did. <laughs> how many? It. How many times recording did it take us to finally learn in I'd... which direction to point? I mean, honestly, I did it wrong earlier, so... We've done it wrong a million times. Uh, so that's who gravitation is. That's what gravitation is. I think we also need to talk about why gravitation is, because this is definitely one of those series that, like, looking back, I don't know how this exists. <laughs> I wish I could give you an answer. I'm like... <laughs> I mean, it's, you were, yeah. Yeah. it's self indulgence were the outline, and I was like, Yeah, essentially. It's self-indulgence in capitalism. Maki Murakami, actually, um, she's done a lot of work on other series. Um, I know her mostly from, um, she did a lot of the background characters in Kyokata Mao. She did? Yeah, she did a lot oh of, like, <laughs> she did a lot of, like, storyboard and background character design for Kyokata Mao. <laughs> oh my god. I'm having a moment. See, so now, you're gonna, okay. now you're gonna look at Kyokata Mao and you're gonna, like, start seeing Suichi because she still has same face syndrome. I need you to understand. Yes. I say, speaking Italian with my hand, that <laughs> we, the girlfriend and I, yes, finally finished watching Kyokara Mao mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. Like it has taken me, I think, seventeen years to. It's finish a shockingly the series. long series. I 
yeah, I have a lot to say. We should do an episode of that because that's a wild. I love I love thing. Kyoko Mao. I I love I love it, but I hate Conrad, so I can't. <laughs> I can't. I hate him so much. <laughs> oh, I see. We're gonna have another problem. <laughs> My first time in crossplay was Yuri Shibuya. <laughs> oh, but I like that. High high school Amanda, a soft little uke Yuri Shibuya. And I went to an anime party at a store that actually is where I bought my Kumaguro. And a woman with very, very large breasts forced my face into her cleavage. Was she a Chetty cosplayer? I don't think so. I don't remember what she was cosplayed as. I just remember breasts. <laughs> and she forced my face into her cleavage. And I'm like, oh my god, I must have been like 16 or 17 years old. Underaged is the answer. <laughs> And again, you know, because uh, these were different times, and no yeah. one had invented consent yet, apparently. Yeah, consent didn't exist, and um, I remember no. looking up at her and saying, I'm not a boy, you know. And she said, oh, that's just fine either way, sweetheart. And I don't know if I was aroused or scared, probably both. That's but an I experience. My whole life is a comic book, which is why I relate too much to Yuki Eri, <laughs> is I'm just desperately trying to find calm surrounded by literal <laughs> cartoon characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the first times that I realized that I was bisexual. <laughs> congratulations! I'm sorry it happened. Kind of. I, don't, I can't- it's one of those horrible things that, like, yeah, like, when you talk about it now, like, that's a crime. Uh, but I didn't have anything negative to say in the moment. <laughs> no, but, you know, also, you were, like, 17, your brain wasn't fully developed. Like, what did you know? I, I didn't. I, I knew titties, and they were quite nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew titties, and I was like, I don't hate this. In fact, I might like this. This may come up later in the school year. <laughs> like, to be continued. Right. It's like for those, pla yeah. like, those placing bets, this may come up later. <laughs> oh I think I was God. actually closer to 16, so like definitely underage. But yeah. Uh, I did Yuri Shibuya many, many years ago. Uh, now I couldn't fathom being someone, so okay. Um. Well. But yeah, like, gravitation <laughs> exists mostly because of self-indulgence. And I think we both highlighted on that, is that this is a very, very self-indulgent series. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we both love it, but I also think it's one of the main reasons why we can agree that, like, it doesn't read easy in a lot of ways. There are a lot of choices that are just made because... And, you know, as a reader, as a critic, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow sometimes because especially like with trying to get the mega mixes and the remixes and those canons to kind of like cross over because you do get a lot of canon information in those stories. So you need it. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, you need to read this egregious smut because an egregious not in it's bad egregious is and there's a lot going on. But um, you don't necessarily. I don't. I don't think you have to read all of them. Uh, no, but you have to read the most fucked up ones. I. I think. I think I've read all of them, but I the think, thing is, like, I think you have to read Panda. I think you don't have a choice. I think you have to read Panda because that goes I'm, into Aries horrible relationship yeah. with Toma and with Kitazawa. I yeah, think I'm you pretty have sure. To, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one. I, I think I have read it. I don't own it. I have all my dojins here. 
mm-hmm. most most of them. Uh, I don't have I don't have Panda because I focus on only buying the Yuki and Shuichi ones because I only buy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so amazing because. I'm not the biggest Yuki Suichi fan. This is where we're going to have a problem. But, but I have my reasons. <laughs> yeah, and we will I get have, to that. I have my reasons. They aren't totally in just like fangirl self insert. I want Aerie to myself. Like I have, I have valid reasons. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the problematic stuff? Because you know, I I understand that we have a platform. We have an audience. <clears throat> you know, there are some people who might want to read this, or if they haven't read it in a while. You know, dust it off of the shelves. Maybe they see it at a half price books and they're like, oh, you know, those two nerds on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, because the the beautiful uh I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it in everyone's faces. Uh the the Blu-ray collection recently came out. Oh and yeah, not yet a sponsor. Also... No. So, someone sponsor us. Who made this? It was, wasn't that no that was who was who was that? Was it the right stuff? I don't know. Oh, I think it was right stuff. Yeah, right, right stuff, stuff give... sponsor. <laughs> yeah, right stuff. Give us a call. Uh, yeah, operators please. are standing by. Uh, <laughs> You're by the operators. Operator. I, yeah, by <laughs> operators, I mean either me or this Kamagoro. Yeah, because I mean, don't call me. I'm in a different continent. No, um, but yeah, the <laughs> he has one hand that you can see. I love it. I hate that I've done this. <laughs> No, the, he has to stay like that now, either until oh, he falls not... down, or like... Oh no, he's wedged episode. in there. <laughs> he's wedged in there. How I fitting. Can... <laughs> I was gonna oh, make God. a joke about something in Aerie's butt, but that felt I cool. No, don't that, do felt that. Like, that felt like a low blow, even for Yuki Aerie. Uh, so let's talk about some of the problematic elements, and then we'll go into uh, some of our other conversations about, like, where we agree and where we disagree as far yeah. as as far as canon goes. Uh number one off the bat, um there's a lot of Yuki Airy complaining about being gay versus bisexual. Yeah, you know, I because I never really was able to grasp either of their sexualities because it's so mm-hmm. I want to say, you know, if you want to be positive about it, I want to say fluent, <laughs> but but I don't really know if that's the word. I think for Shuichi, because um, he does a lot of dilly-dallying, you know? He's like, at first mm-hmm. he's straight, and then he's like, oh, but I love Yuki, but it's only Yuki. You know, it's a typical, I'm mm-hmm. not gay, but I'm gay for you. But then he starts wasn't... to refer... But what? wasn't he also in a relationship with Hiro? No, they were just pretending. Uh, they are pretending because there's a bunch of Fujin, Fujoshis at their school, and they're doing all of these things to get out of, like, I think in the first chapter, they're trying to get mm-hmm. out of something at school, and they're, like, playing the pocky game and being like, hey, can't you girls give us a hand so we can go have some fun? And they and they do it, and then, mm-hmm. and then Hiro and Shuichi just, you know, they scamper off to do their music thing because they don't want to do whatever they're doing for the school festival and mm-hmm. but they don't have a relationship in the in the dojins in the more recent dojins mm-hmm. there is an agreement that hiro and yuki has that is like you can satisfy shuichi when you're on the road with the band mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to put it in like <laughs> you can 
but but you need to keep him satisfied because apparently Shuichi can't control his hormones. I don't know, and that's the thing. But again, so I don't know. He's a twelve-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how canon that is supposed to be, but it's it's a thing in more in in the more recent. I do remember. Dojins. I do remember Hero mentioning it in Capybara. Which is probably why I feel I thought it was more canon than it is because I don't think Capybara as a mega mix is super canon because uh, no. that's when he fucks Fujisaki uh, to the sound of Yuki and Suichi fucking, which is very oh yeah funny. that one yes, <laughs> which is <laughs> which very is... very funny. <laughs> but yeah, like he mentions, oh yeah, I've done this to Shindo, and it's like, oh, okay, but um, there is a great deal of bisexual erasure, uh, as in. Erasure less and more of Aerie spends a lot of time worrying about body count. Like, yeah. as if that somehow makes him less gay. Like, that's a problem. Uh, it's but I, not. Yeah. But that's also, like, toxic masculinity and a bunch of other things. I can... And I think the, prob the problem for me is that it's played off as a joke. Like, he's having, like, serious crises regularly. And it's always played off as a joke, like, oh, yeah. you're a you're a homo. And it's like <clears throat> But I think one of the one of my absolute favorite moments though is when which is again I I, I know we're talking about the problematic, but in regards to that, and again, mm -hmm. like I don't have I don't have a copy of the original Japanese, so I don't know what they mm -hmm. say in this scene. Mm -hmm. But in the um, in the English version and also the Norwegian, we had a Norwegian translation uh, mm -hmm. of almost the entire manga. Because they went bankrupt, so we didn't get all of it. But we <laughs> we have most of it. We have like the, eight volumes. The story of Fujin history. Yeah, <laughs> they went bankrupt, it's... so it doesn't exist anymore. So we have eight volumes. <laughs> but there's that scene, you know, when when they're at the when when uh, Yuki's been to New York and he's coming home, and the reporters are swarming the house, mm -hmm. and Shuichi's in there, um, and he accidentally outs them to the media. Mm -hmm. And this is a whole ass deal in the manga, by the way. It's that, a huge that, deal. Because the, the cooking show that went to hell and yes. 80's brother. Yeah, it's a whole ass thing. But but when they... My favorite accidentally, <laughs> Shuichi accidentally uh, outs them to the media. Mm -hmm. and, and Yuki comes home in the middle of it and Shuichi calls him. He's like, don't come home, don't come home because the... The, you know, everyone's here. And mm -hmm. and I love this because first Yuki asks, do you love me? Like, do you honestly mean everything you've ever said to me? And she's just mm -hmm. like, of course. And then he's like, okay, I'm coming home. And he comes home and, you know, he's super candid to the reporters like, you know, yes, we're a couple. And then they go inside. They immediately begin to argue. But it's kind of like, mm -hmm. an, it's like an argument where they're both upset of what just happened but they're also mm -hmm. like trying to look out for one another type of thing mm -hmm. and it all kind of accumulates and you know the doorbell rings and it's actually just i think it's hero but they bu just you know they burst through the door and they scream we already said we're gay what more do you want and i'm like i love this i i and in the tokyo pop version it says we're here we're queer deal with it and i always thought that was that's a nice translation but <laughs> that was a choice that was, it was a choice. Yeah, but I love how candid they are in that moment. And I, you know, I want to say that the bisexual erasure is definitely there because it's like mm -hmm. bisexuals don't exist. It's like you're not gay, mm -hmm. but 
You're well, like- and there's there's a bunch of scenes also, like, yeah, like, where Aries varies, it's like this body count, where it's like, oh, I've slept with this many women's, oh, and that one guy that one time, and it's like, no one cares, like, you're a slut, and that's fine, you're allowed <laughs> to be a slut, you have a lot of trauma, it's okay, like, no one cares. No one would care if, like, Playboy somehow successful in his lifetime Harlequin romance writer Yuki Airy is a slut. No one cares. I think most people are happy that he's a slut, actually. Most people, yeah, most people, I think that would add to his appeal infinitely more. <laughs> yeah. If, if Harlequin dime store fucking romance author Yuki Airy was a whore. <laughs> like, available for all of you, you know, like. Right, like, that's You can get think... your shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a sales pitch. That's a great sales pitch. You could, it's like dating Taylor Swift. You could possibly be in one of his shitty novels because you ended up fucking him. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Floating tail. More floating tail. uh... He's 90% tail. He is 90% tail. He has a lot of tail. Um, We also need to talk about, speaking of our favorite author, Yuki Eri, uh... Do we want to talk about the mistreatment of Yuki and Ryuichi? In, in, I mean, I don't even know which version of the mistreatment you're talking about, because there's... <laughs> there's a lot of it's okay. There's a lot of mistreatment of both of these grown men. Uh, there's the part where Toma doesn't let Ryuichi seek mental health help because he needs him to be able to write and sing. There's the sexual abuse. There is, um... There's Yuki's terrible therapist. She's a really bad therapist. He's an awful therapist. And... I... Yeah... That's a couple. Like that's another. That's another. To- you know, we have we have a point for Toma because I think that a lot of the problems that I have with Ryuichi yes. are actually problems I have with Toma. <laughs> so, uh, but I but, love yeah. that little evil man. I know you do. See, I ad- I adore <laughs> that wicked little goblin. Uh, I mean, we obviously we need him, but he's not my favorite. He's a great I, villain. I'll he's give a, you that, yeah. He's an you excellent know. villain. If you want to talk about, like, <laughs> evil queen, he is an excellent villain. As soon as you embrace that Toma Seiguchi is the bad guy, not Kitazawa, you I'm give very up. surprised. I'm actually very surprised that you're willing to admit that. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. My love of him is not rooted in anything good. No, but it's, you know, it's like what I said in, because I did a whole panel of, uh, at FujiCon on this, and when I was it's talking, I will, yes, it, I, w- I was going to say I will link it, but they haven't uploaded it yet. I do have it, if anyone wants to hear the recording. Patreon uh, Oh, yeah. yeah I'll, put it behind, I'll put it behind a paywall. I'm shameless. <laughs> if you want to pay for it, then. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, no, but I had a, I had a slide because when I was talking about, I, I divided into the good, the bad, and the weird. The panda and for robot. The, the panda robot is in the weird. I. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about? That? No, but but I will never understand the panda robot. No, but I had a slide under the bad, and it's yeah. and the headline was manipulation. Thy name is Toma. Yes. 
because he really is a villain. He's and... he, he is absolutely he is a hundred percent the villain, and you learn it like immediately because you learn it with the whole Taki Aizawa bullshit. It's where... so horrible. I think it can. I Tomaseguchi is evil, and I adore him. As soon as you embrace that he is the bad guy, one, it completely changes your read of everything in the series. I don't and think I've two, ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've never read him as anything but the bad guy. But I, I, you know what? No, I used to read him as just like hopelessly devoted. I did, and now I read him, and he's just a tyrant. He is an evil little man, he... and I love him with my whole heart. <laughs> Which is exactly the opposite of how... No, I don't... I don't wholeheartedly hate Toma. I just... I love his dumb clothes. <laughs> I love that he's, like, 4 foot 11. I love his voice. I lo Like, isn't he just, like, the epitome of masculinity? You know, with his tiny little stature and his... Now I'm being very toxic. I'm sorry. I apologize to all of our that's listeners. Say, that sounds that. A little, that sounds a little toxic, friend. No, but I mean... You don't want to mean... get cancelled by the kids, do you? No, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get cancelled by the kids anyway. Oh, speaking of, do you want to talk about how trans people don't exist? I mean, I feel like these points are all over the place. <laughs> okay, it's uh, all over the place, but honestly, but that's gravitation. Yeah, it's it's we're just living our Maki Murakami truth. We don't really I, have a point to any of this. <laughs> you know what you should do? Like when you yes. edit this, you could yes. you you should like get the voice. You know that voice from the anime that goes, it's gravitation and you should just splice that in between every i don't like... think that we have the money to afford the rights to that no, no but i, I could definitely try uh <laughs> so let's definitely talk about uh one of the bigger issues that i think people have with it currently is that um we do have one trans character yeah and yeah. she's not great the the thing is what i want to say about her in her defense yes I think she's, as far as personality goes, is I think she's a great character. She is, and and she does. She is there for a re for a reason. Her yes, she is there for a plot reason. I just she hate is. how they use her. Yes, but the way that they talk about her and her transition, and the way she talks about herself and her transition, not great. Yeah, and no. here's where I will put in a caveat. Yes. There are plenty of trans people that make jokes about their own transition, and that's perfectly fine. Do I think that that's okay coming from a cishet author? Not so much. Do I think that any of us are allowed to repeat said jokes who are not trans? No, we are not. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I definitely... Um, when I was doing my deep dive this summer, and I was doing this panel... She was definitely the, the, the thing, you know, the hardest pill to swallow. Because it's so, it's just so blatantly ignorant. And, and Really? That was the hardest pill to swallow for you? I it wasn't so. the, It wasn't the time-breaking child. It was, it was that. No, but that's different. I think that's different because, again, I need two hours to talk about this to, to explain how I think about this. But I think- I think the time-breaking child was the hardest pill for me to swallow. We will get- we- okay, but let's get- we will get to it. But I think- I think- no, but it's just- 
more like because I hadn't read Gravitation in so long, and I yeah. and I remember everything else so vividly. I know how yeah. you know. I know Yuki's past, and I know everything with Kitasawa. I know all of that, but I just reading Yoshiki Kitazawa in 2021 is hard. Is hard. It's hard. And even with the goggles of, you know, again, this is Japan in the 90s. Mm, it's still rough. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's still... And, it's, and you don't really know what... You don't... Like, it's so obvious that Murakami doesn't understand trans, you know, anything. Like, she doesn't... Yeah. Because it isn't even clear that the character... You know, because the way she talks about herself, the pronouns she switches between, like, and it's not in the, you know, I am gender fluid, mm -hmm. I am, you know, I have several pronouns kind of way. It's more of a very blatant, the author has no idea what she's doing. Yeah, it feels of sort of like, it kind of reminds me of um, how a lot of people wrote, like, transgender people in, like, the 80s. When it was so like a moral panic, like the autogynophile kind of Buffalo Bill stuff, mm. where like every transsexual—I know that's not a word that we you don't use anymore—but like I'm speaking in '80s terms. That like, oh, the transsexual is just a deviant who worships their own genitalia. Uh, Natalie Wynn contrapoints has a great video on autogynophilia. Yeah, yeah, that one is really, really good. And like, I would definitely, if you want to get an idea of what we're talking about, look at that because I think. Yoshiki does fit into that more like autogynophile category or like honestly just like trap category which we know is a word that no one uses anymore and if you use it still unless you're like 50 years old I don't want to hear it from you fair yeah. it's one of those things that like I have a hard time with like erasure of queer language that like no longer exists because I don't want to spend a lot of my time yelling at like our queer elders for using words that existed for them and not no. understanding words that donate that did not exist for them uh but at the same time i think like if you're young enough now you don't have an excuse like to talk about <laughs> contrapoints again natalie when she had this with a uh, buck angel and she got really really canceled over it because buck angel to a lot of newer trans people is a trans medicalist is true scum um saying that you can only be trans by transitioning you have to understand that buck angel when buck angel came out and decided to transition that was the only way that you could be trans was to do it medically there was no i am trans and you don't do anything to medically medically transition again i'm not saying that that's the only way to do it that is not what we're advocating here but like yeah, when Buck Angel said that he was trans at the age that he did decades ago, the only end game to that was transition. <laughs> so yeah, people and... got really mad over it, but it's like, I'm not that angry. But it's context. I feel yeah. like this is the only contribution I will ever have to anything, but context is really important. But yeah. sometimes it isn't, you know, like in the case of you know, gravitation, like, obviously context, context is important. It doesn't Absolutely. necessarily excuse anything, but you know, yeah, it's a, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think uh, I would, I would agree with that. I don't mean to excuse any of these negative things, but I do think it's important to remember. Yeah. Like the author, when this is happening, cause I don't mean, I'm trying to think of like nineties, two thousands. Was there a series that was doing transgender people? Well, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> like, I I'm mean, not... I haven't, have I seen everything? No. Of course not. But what I have seen, 
I don't think anyone was doing it great back then either. No, um, it wasn't, wasn't a good time. Do we want to talk about my favorite character, Toma, for a little while? I mean, let's just do a whole episode on Gravitation and ignore Toma. Like, that's... <laughs> I feel like he'd love that, though. <laughs> I feel like that would be... I feel like, I, you know, there's a part of me that's like, Sega Toma, your time has come. I am going to... <laughs> no, You've but... been waiting for this for a while. I mean, I already, I've already taken him to, you know, to court once this year, so I'm, I'm good. But he I has can, plenty I, of I can money. Keep going. I don't think he cares. No, I know. Like, good luck. He has, he has nothing but money and time. He's fine. He, he is terrifying. Like, he really is. As a, like, as a capitalist villain, he's Toma is like. There are so many things. I just want to like, okay, at the top of my head, things that Toma mm -hmm. does. Okay. Okay. Because you know, there's start. the gaslighting. There's the there, manipulation. There is. There is the there is the the power abuse, the power harassment. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, like, not only is he, because he obviously hates Shuichi. Like, he has a problem with Shuichi. Because you he know, does. Does. I will let you talk about his relationship with Adi and how healthy that is. Like, it. In case you've been living under a rock, Sigurd Toma is Adiyuki's brother-in-law. Yes, but, but they have deal. a very twisted yeah. relationship. Um, that actually, what I think kind of ruined it for me is one that started when Ari was a kid. Because if it was just you know, oh, he got married to Ari's sister, and then and, and then he happened to like get really really close to Ari. I mean, that's okay, but this obsession really started from when Aerie was a child, when he was really dating Aerie's sister. And I'm like, what? I have so many questions. I mean, I do realize that they're futile at this point, because it's Murakami. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're looking for answers, I probably don't have them. Oh, But like... I'm just trying to understand what was going on in the Uesugi household when they were like, Sure! Take our son to New York with you! Only you, weird man who is going to marry my daughter! <laughs> and then stay there with him and become strangely obsessed with- I- I- I have a hard time. Okay, no. so we do know what was going on in the Uesugi household was that their dad wanted to fuck off and be a monk or whatever. And but their you, mom doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, that's true. There is no... So their mom doesn't exist. And their dad wanted nothing to do with his children. Because at that point, Mika's oldest, Aerie's middle, and It'd Tatsu be, has yeah, the baby. Tatsu. Yeah. So he wanted nothing to do with his children. Except for Tatsuha for some reason. I, guess... I love that. I love that Tatsuha that he is still you know accepted and living like okay because he's perfect as far as you know i mean i love him i i, I love tatsuha but also he's yes i'm trying to find the word <laughs> but it's not Every... But if, like, okay, but but if eighty, like if eighty is a problem for you as a father, mm -hmm. because you want him to be this, and I do realize like he's the oldest son or whatever, and you want mm -hmm. him to go into you know being a monk with you. But like mm -hmm. 
Tatsuha is actually training to be a monk, isn't he? I, he, like, I feel, yeah. He was until he discovered the glorious power of Ryuichi's ass. <laughs> and then he gave up. And he discovered yeah. the glorious power of butt sex and I just gave love up that. on his vows. Tatsuha's living his dreams because he's like, I am going to become a monk, but I'm also going to be riding around on my motorcycle. And then I am living my dreams. And now my rock star idol is my boyfriend. boy toy boyfriend did kind you know yes. did you know that the the now i'm just getting out of track but that's what i usually do that the original prototype for gravitation is a manga called help that is actually about tatsuha and ryuichi in essentially the same situation as shuichi and you can, I, actually wait it's this one and this is tatsuha yeah as, actually no this is ryuichi i'm an idiot but it's 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 actually very cute. It's very funny. I would actually uh, watch the hell out of that because I think both I of them know have, both of them have a lot more agency than Suichi does with Ari, which we're getting ahead. Of I, I, <clears throat> I'm sorry. No, did okay. I show? Did I reveal a card too soon? <laughs> oh, <laughs> at least both of them have agency and personalities. Then Shu are you saying Suichi doesn't have a personality? I think whatever UK cocaine he's on. <laughs> I think he's glorious. I think I would. We're the same person. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, but yeah, uh, man, Tama's awful. Um, and then you get to Panda, and he's does a lot of weird gaslighting sex with Ari, and apparently he probably kind of knew about what was going on with Kitazawa. And didn't stop it, but and and that's but that's what Toma does because he knows what's happening. There are multiple mm -hmm. situations in the manga, like that, because that's and in in the anime as well. But that's what I was saying, like because he's you know he's he's abusing his power as CEO, really as brother-in-law, as everything. Because mm -hmm. um, you know there's it's it's you know from things like how at some point he fires Sakano. He does. And then, and then Sakano is allowed back in the company, but he doesn't get his original position back because he mispronounced the company motto in Hebrew, and so he's giving a given a different job because you know, that's yes. what Toma does. He plays with people. And... He does. Like it's it's really shameless plug. I make that analogy in the gravitation fanfic that I've been writing since I was in high school. Is that really he is playing a giant game of chess and he's probably enjoys it a little bit too much that he has that much power. Um, I think it's evident in everything that he wears that he loves the amount of power that he has over people. Uh, yep. I love I'm his a... dumb hat. I love all of his I am not lavish... a fan of the hat. I, love I do like the hat. I do like the fur trims and the feathers and his everything. Stupid like, overhaul his... jacket. I love it. So stupidly flamboyant. It's perfect. I love I love this little man so much. He's this evil. is <laughs> <laughs> this is the visual K fan in me speaking. That's like, like it's that, it's so that's... weird because it's like I I mean I don't disagree with you. He's a terrible terrible man. I love him more than anything, <laughs> and I can't wait to cosplay him soon. Um, oh my god! But yeah, but but he but he does a lot of he has a lot of things where he will overlook things that are happening, and he he, he does this with Shuichi several times. He does. He, he does because he, he he knows about us. He and Taki Aizawa. He knows yes. about when Ryuichi is being a weirdo and harassing mm -hmm. Shuichi for his own 
weird reasons. Yeah, reasons. For reasons. Reasons. Um, but, but yeah, I also think that he knew a lot of what was happening with Yuki, and he didn't do anything Yeah. until it was... And it's awful to see because basically it's like he set Eri up to be abused. So now he has this very pliant doll that he always wanted. And that makes it worse. And it's like, it's like, um, I didn't read it exactly like that. I think it's, I, but I, do, I I definitely get where you're coming from. I think yeah. that, that that's that makes a lot of sense for me. I the way I remember uh, reading it is like I mean he feels I mean regardless of how you look at this I mean I mm -hmm. think he definitely does feel some sort of remorse and guilt over what happened oh, to Yuki. I, I can definitely see that he yeah. feels a guilt, and I definitely think that that he on some level is probably also traumatized by this because I mean even if it's you know it's Toma I don't know how his brain works but <laughs> I would but, love you know, to draw out a map of the brain of Toma Seguchi <laughs> you take but you take your wife slash fiance's little brother yeah. with you and something horrible happens to him and now he's mm -hmm. traumatized for life and mm -hmm. and you're the person who is supposed to be looking after him and I can understand that this is on some level Toma probably also has some sort of trauma related to this, and he... Yeah. It, and he's doing that thing where he's, like, always trying, like, he's always saying that he wants to protect him, he wants to mm -hmm. look out for him, but... But he's doing it wrong. He's doing it very wrong. This is, like, yeah. every red flag he's over. <laughs> it's like... I mean, there's... I, I definitely... I can I can see what you're, what you're hitting at, and I definitely do agree with it. I think that there's an interesting story in there somewhere about, like, what Toma's experience must have been like doing NG and Niddle Grasper so young, because he was not very old when Niddle Grasper started. So him probably going through a lot of the same predatory bullshit that Suichi and Ask went through, you know, there's probably definitely a story in there about him getting, one, engaged and married so young to a woman he obviously does not love, may like a lot, but obviously does not love her. I, ha yeah, because that marriage... Is not healthy. Yeah, no, I have questions. I have yeah. a whole like, lot of questions. I mean, I, I'm not trying to, like, be a Toma apologist in this aspect, because he's still bad. But, like, what was his life like? I think it's easy to paint him as, like, this unilateral villain. But, like, he probably went through a lot of the horrible things that, like, we know happens to rock stars. Where yeah. he was probably super sexualized at a young age. He's, again, clearly almost probably coerced into a marriage with a woman that he does not seem to love at all. Like a lot, sure, but does not seem to love her. Probably has some uh, feelings about Ryuichi that he hasn't worked his way through yet. Has a lot of feelings about Yuki that are... Weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and also, but I think that's very interesting, like, because that's an interesting angle, because Fujisaki... Fujisaki... Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to sound like now I'm doing the yeah no but Fujisaki is he's he's Thomas' cousin isn't he like mm -hmm. 14 so he's he doing the same thing he's like here's you know a 14 year old have some show business like but I think it goes back to like what we were talking about with uh, psychological abuse is that sometimes yeah. like that's all you know yeah is all and you the, know is how to perpetuate yeah like it might not be intentional I don't 
I mean, I don't necessarily know if I want to take away Toma's agency, because, I mean, I like the evil read of him a little bit more. Um, but maybe, like, he just genuinely does not know any better, and, like, he thinks he's helping, which almost makes this sad. Like, he, you know, he thinks that he's helping, or he thinks that this is the best way to do it, and it's just uh, not. Which actually pretty smoothly transitions us into a um, sexual assault for plot reasons. Yeah. Uh, I, again, you know, I'm like the worst apologist ever. I do realize that we, uh, I mean, no, but because, because like, because it's, it's complex. It's, um, it's complex. That, that's, that's, that's putting a really, really neat bow on it. <laughs> yeah. I think the two main examples that I want to hearken on are mm-hmm. Aries abuse entirely. Yeah. And the Suichi thing with Ask, because yeah. that... In the anime and in the manga play out very, very differently. If you have not ever read or watched Gravitation, uh, there's um, there's Suichi's dumb band. <laughs> They're called Bad Luck, okay? <laughs> stupid band. I love and, it! And there's a rival band called Ask. It's like the boy band wars back of like the 2000s. Except uh, they're like... Some of them are thugs. Some of them. Some of them are. And when I say say some of them, one of them is. I I think you mean the background folks for Ask. I think they're actually bad people. And Taki Aizawa. Taki Aizawa is. Yeah, I I hate that man. No! (laughs) I knew it! I can't stand him! I like him a lot. I I love that smug prick. Oh no! I adore no. that smug prick more than anything. Uh, more than Toma? No, I no. would love for them See? to hate fuck them. <laughs> I will. I will agree. I I, can... would, <laughs> I would love to see him bent over Toma's desk, though. Are yeah. we? I mean, I mean, I'm not even gonna, you know, swat away the possibility that that has even happened because it like, probably has. It probably has. I'm gonna go ahead and confirm it has. I'm not mocking Murakami, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that it's happened. But uh, so basically, there's uh, some boy band infighting, and to to fuck up, you know, bad luck and Suichi, the members of Ask are like, we're gonna go fuck him up. The anime plays it like Suichi's just severely beaten up. The manga actually goes out of its way to say that they gangbanged him. Yeah, and they filmed it. And the and thing they filmed is, it. And they're not even doing it. Like, that's the thing, though. Because one of the reasons why they're doing it, because they want to hit Shuichi where, where it hurts. Yeah, but they exactly. are doing it so they can blackmail Yuki. Yes. Because they want to hurt Yuki in order to hurt Shuichi. And it's Which like, really... does not make any sense for the timeline of the series, because Yuki's a floating head of bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, and it's... Yeah, it and- almost feels like it's more of a. So the way I read it is, it almost is like more of a jab at Toma than it is at Suichi. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, and again, like because obviously, Yuki's story is so. It's so heavy, mm-hmm. but I always felt like because when you. I don't think you. Ne- I don't know if you necessarily get the gist in in the anime because the anime in particular has this thing where because it has to resolve within twelve episodes and mm-hmm. a lot of the reason why I feel like this this 
you know, sexual abuse and, and the other forms of abuse are making so, you know, they're they're being made light of because it's a comedy and, and, the, mm-hmm. and the anime doesn't really deal with it. The manga mm-hmm. does deal with it, not always great, but it, mm-hmm. it deals. See, Before... and like, not to cut you off, I think that's honestly ra- why i rather you just go into the anime sometimes because I have a much harder time swallowing that it's played off as a joke in the manga than just not acknowledging it at all. Yeah. But and that's I, just me. Yeah, no, but I agree because, because and that's what I'm, you know, trying to get at that mm-hmm. with Yuki, you can't play it off as a joke because it's so, it's so, you know, it's still for plot reasons because Yuki's entire existence is so bound up in trauma and repression and self-hatred and all of these really hard and complicated things that he's gone through but what happens to shuichi feels like a very unnecessary plot point because yuki's because in yuki's case it's woven into his character in a way that if you took that away um he would be a very different person and everything would be really different Mm -hmm. but but with shuichi what because what it does like the manga does play it off initially mm-hmm. uh it is used as a plot point in order to have yuki come in and and protect chuichi and actually mm-hmm. show that he cares it's one of the mm-hmm. not one of the earliest moments where he shows that he cares but he does show that he cares it's also but cares. it's also like one yeah. of the more demonstrative moments because he does a lot of like the abusive boyfriend thing of like little moments that feel big yeah but he i think it's just that they do come back to it. I don't know if Mirakami does this intentionally because that's the problem. You don't, you know, you don't know what she's thinking. You don't know how intentional anything is. Mm-hmm. I know that at one point in the manga it is brought back up because mm-hmm. because Shuichi is trying to understand Yuki and he's saying that he can understand because you know I was also assaulted. You know, don't forget that this also happened to me. But because you know it's a different situation. But I still think what happened to Shuichi wasn't necessary, and I don't like the way it was made light of and and played off and i think Mm -hmm. yeah they're very different right and i love that you bring that up because honestly like even sometimes for me i forget that as a writer because i'm quick to put suichi in a box in like the damuke box and that was always like a major sticking point when like fangirls like me would argue against yuki suichi canon is like oh well suichi doesn't understand it's like he actually does he does the writing is bad and you don't yeah. always get that uh so i really again casual host something i appreciate you bringing that up because yeah like when we were doing like early shipping manifestos you know that was always like a big reason against yuki and suichi for a lot of fangirls like me who did not really like um their canonness as a relationship and we'll get to that further down but um yeah god you're brilliant um <laughs> I did do a whole, like, this is the hill I am dying on. No, and I, <laughs> and I completely respect it. Like, I, I absolutely respect it. And I think that that's a really, really valid point. But yeah, like, Suichi's assault is completely played off as something that doesn't really matter and doesn't happen. And, you know, it is one of the bigger demonstrative moments between him and Yuki. It does definitely still feel like a bigger swipe to Toma than it does to, in Suichi's just collateral damage. Because Aizawa would have known that Eri and Toma are close. 
Yeah. There's a, there's no way in God's green earth that they wouldn't have known. So it makes a lot more sense that it'd be a swipe at Toma for like Ask no longer being the favorite child. Yeah, yeah. Than exactly. it does we want to piss off Aerie because I can't imagine that they would think, oh, if we're gonna go at Aerie that that's gonna just completely that Toma's not gonna pay attention to that. That Toma's just gonna Yeah oh, I, and I see some fuckery happens. Ignore And that's the thing exactly because because Toma he saw it happening. He saw them going after Shuichi, but you know, Toma at that point mm -hmm. also has a problem with Shuichi. Mm-hmm. And and so he just let lets it slide. But the moment they go after Yuki, that's like deal breaker. That's when he mm -hmm. deals with us. Not when you know, not when it has to do with someone who's actually on his own label. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't care, he has enough money, it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh... Yeah, for sure. Um I think I wanna wrap up this segment with um yeah. addiction and mental illness being untreated or creative and spice. Uh there's a lot of uh, talk about how, like, Aerie doesn't really like taking his medication because he can't write. There's a lot of, like, Toma blatantly saying that he doesn't let Ryuichi seek help because he needs him to be Ryuichi. There's... Also, do we ever finally figure out what is wrong with Ryuichi? Because they say early on that it's schizophrenia. I think they mean it's DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. I have no idea. I but I think that they started with it's schizophrenia. I can't even remember. Like, I can't even, like, I don't, I can't even remember it being related, you know? Like, that, maybe it's because I'm so focused on, on Shuichi and Yuki all the time that I can't, but I honestly can't remember anyone having said that that Yuchi has a mental illness. Yeah, okay, because I remember it. I remember it because it was in the OVA, it was Shining Collection, uh, which is a song that I love so much. That yeah, they say it's schizophrenia, and I only know that Aries bipolar because I think his horrible therapist says it once, and he's on lithium. Lithium is the medication that he's taking. Uh, which I do not. Yeah, because I do know that, 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 that Yuki, that's just a side note, Yuki thinks that he's schizophrenic mm -hmm. in the manga. Mm -hmm. I, and we never really get to... I don't think it's ever clarified whether he actually is, because that's a thing, because it's a whole thing he's going through, because his, mm -hmm. you know, everything is, is coming back up and he's trying to reconcile yeah. all the sides of himself, and so he thinks he's going crazy. I think he isn't yeah. schizophrenic, but he thinks he is. Yeah, so I don't think the, he's schizophrenic yeah. either. I know his horrible therapist says that he's bipolar, and I know the medication he takes is a bipolar medication. I don't think he's bipolar, but we're not doctors. Um, I think he just needs a good therapist, and I would say he's probably not manic depressive. He's just depressed. Yeah, and he but he has major trauma. Yeah, like he's very, very traumatized and has not been dealing with it. Uh, and has I mean, it has not been allowed to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I wouldn't, I don't really see him as manic very often. I just see him depressed. <laughs> I'm, uh, just trying to, I'm just trying to, no. A manic Aries Tatsuha. Oh my god, yeah, yes. yes. I also love that you didn't need to finish that sentence, but I knew. I'm just, I was trying to imagine it. I think the closest you get to a manic 80 is, you know, in the... 
You know when they're supposed to go on the date when they're undercover? Yes. And then in the manga, yes. they both wear disguises. Yes. And I love this moment because he's in the back and he's dressed in this dress and the, and the wig with the curls and everything. And I love this moment because they're like, Yuki, what are you wearing? And he's like, Shuichi told me to wear it. I feel pretty. And I'm like, this is the best moment in my life. I think this is my main reason why I think mm -hmm. everyone needs to read the manga because Yuki has so many expressions and he's, he's so funny. He's, he's so, so funny. Okay, I will say that's a major swipe against the anime, but I think for all of reasons we just pointed out, the manga might be a little bit hard for some people to swallow. Yeah. Uh, he's really deadened in the anime. Uh, he I has don't... like one look. <laughs> he has one look and I think makes one joke. Uh, he is very his English voice actor shockingly hot though his Japanese voice actor even hotter. Um. Can, can... Yes. No, because now because I'm just doing because the the Japanese voice actor Kazuhiko Inoue, you my, know who also my, favorite, my husband. I love him. You know the moment when my young self realized that Yuki eighty and Kakashi had the same voice, I was like, this is. Hilarious. Also, the voice of Klaus von Wolfstadt in Maiden Rose. <laughs> also, the voice of A.G. in Banana Fish, the original drama CD, which is so weird. It is so weird when you you know you see the anime and you know his yeah. voice the way you know him now. Yeah. And then it's Yuki eighty, and I'm like. Also, the voice <laughs> of um, Tachibana in Antique Bakery in the and drama he's CDs. Also, no way. I think it's in Kyokaramao, but is I, it? no, it's is he? I don't know. I feel like, I, but he's in everything. I mean, yeah, he's been in everything. Seki Tomokazu, who is Suichi's, has also been in everything. Yeah, he's we're oh god, voice acting. But yeah, like there's a lot of like mental health stuff that's just not discussed or it's played off as like, oh well, we need this for the sake of, you know. It's fine. Oh, he's Hattori in Fruits Basket. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like looking up. He is a Kyokan now. He's Ginter. Yeah. Who is he? He's Ginter. Ginter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I just wasn't sure. He's in Junjo. Of course he is. Of course. Does he, he owe money? Why are you in so many roles, sir? Because like... he, he is, you know, he's the... Do you owe money to someone? Uh, Ma yeah. <laughs> the plot thickens. The plot does thicken. Um, oh my god, he's he's so good. He's so good. Sorry, it's Chikage and the drama CD for uh, Antique Bakery. But I was close enough. Uh, Seki Tomokazu returns, and I love Seki Tomokazu. Um, but I think that's a pretty good place to wrap up on like some of the problematic stuff. Um, because we did mention the anime. Uh, this is a series about music. Which you can only experience if you watch the anime. <laughs> Why does what? he also play Jean Baptiste in Antique Bakery? No, <laughs> the series that comes back to haunt you. I okay, but Jean Baptiste, I love that man. He's a terrible person. This is. And it, you yeah. have a type. You have a type, sweetie. I'm. I mean, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm. I'm aware. I did not know that that was Kazuhiko Inoue as Jean-Baptiste, though, which explains a lot. 
I think it's so funny that all of the threads, you know, they just come together and it's like, I oh, don't like it. But of course. <laughs> I don't, I'm not fond of it. I'm still a little bit mad at you for the whole Yashiro Airy thing. <laughs> I'm still a little pissed at you for that. Because I didn't want those threads to cross. And now that they're there, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> just looking at everyone. It's like, ah, oh, God no, it's damn fine. It. You know, just gotta deny it. That's what Airy does. Yeah, he's good yes. at that. Uh, do we have any uh, favorite songs from the anime? Yeah, we do. We do. We do. <laughs> do you... <laughs> what? Was... I, th I think we have we have one. They're all tired. <laughs> no, <I'm> fine. <laughs> I am actually very fine for someone who has not slept for seven years. I mean, years. I'm, I'm very impressed by you right now. Uh, which one is our one that we have in common? Is it Sleepless Beauty or is it Anti Nostalgic? Anti Nostalgic. Oh, I love that song. So I much. I love that one, and also Under the Moonlight, which is I. It's fine. I. And my my friggin' soul every time I hear it, I'm just like, ugh, they love each other so much. I will. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. But I yeah. Um, Sleepless Beauty. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've gotten ready to that song. I love Sleepless Beauty though. Like, but I, yeah. I love Shining Collection, uh, which I have several head cannons about. That I don't think we have time to talk about today. <laughs> but during our live show. Yeah, let's about, do it. Yeah, yeah, during the live show, asking about my headcanons about Shining Collection. Um, okay. I also, for some reason, I just... <laughs> I like Glaring Dream a lot. I love Glaring Dream. You know, if you can't... Like, I cannot hear Glaring Dream and not mm -hmm. sing. Like, every, Oh, same. Same. It's, I love it so much. Uh, it's... Actually, for the longest time, my phone's ringtone used to be Glaring Dream, A Light in oh. the Dark remix. Like fucking oh. Fujisaki, because I was a nerd. <laughs> like, for the longest time, that was my phone's ringtone. Um, or it was the opening few bars to Shining Collection. I really love Sleepless Beauty. Uh, I could, if I never have to hear uh, the rage beat again, I will be a happier man. <laughs> I don't. I, I I don't mind the rage beat, but I, can, I was like, I can go my can we... entire life without ever <laughs> hearing that song again. But I mean, that's fair. I, mean, I, I think never it's... need to hear that song again. I think it's interesting though that you know we the majority of the songs we we mention are from the o the Ova. Yes. Because, yeah. Because that one is a lot more. It's heavier on the music. It is. It about is music. I do yeah. love that. Yeah, um, it, it is definitely interesting to think that a lot of the stuff that we like more from that is from the OVA, because, yeah, it, it feels like it is the most music-forward. Because uh, the, the anime definitely does lose some of its, like, musicality. That's a word that we're going to run with, and I'm not going to ask or take any questions about it, uh, because this is just how things are now. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, maybe if you guys want, we can uh, build you guys a little playlist of uh, some of our favorite Gravitation songs. Because it's a huge OST. There's yeah, a lot of music. I think, I, I mean, I might be wrong. I think there is music on some of the drama CDs as well. There has to Could be. be. Yeah. I don't have all of them. I think, can I just, you know, this is like my number one complaint. Like, it's not my number mm -hmm. one complaint. But one thing that I think is so, so sad. For yes. all the Dojin that we yes. have. Yes. Why in the name of everything do we not have a drama CD? I mean, I need... Can someone just put them in a studio 
and have them record it. I just want to hear it because the only thing that is in any of the drama CDs I have is like there are mm-hmm. a couple of moments, mm-hmm. and I'm like, can we just have? Oh, how do we feel about a blind game again? I don't hate it. I don't hate I don't it hate, either. I don't hate it, any of them. I think. Oh, if I never have to hear Super Drive again. If I have to, Super Drive, I never need to hear for the remainder of my life. <laughs> I like Super Drive. It's just because it's the opening. It is so overplayed in my head. I love it. So, uh, uh, I also like, um, again, from the OVA, I like Smashing Blue. Because it's I so respect, catchy, like the way it starts. I, I respect your opinion. I really like Bird and Breakthrough. Hmm. Uh, you can definitely tell that like we have uh, preferences. Like I said, if you want to, if you want us to build a little playlist, let us know. We will not put that behind a paywall because we are not ruthless capitalists, just capitalists. <laughs> um, and then we also probably can't capitalize on music that we do not own. Well, no, but like if I made a playlist and only put it on Patreon behind uh-huh. a paywall, I'm not going to do that though because I like you all. Uh, it'll probably be in Discord. Uh, if you're not in Yay. Discord, you should be there. Um, Join us in Discord. Yeah, we have a lot of fun in Discord. I am uh, never online, but... <laughs> <laughs> you were literally the first person online this morning. But that was because I was <laughs> awake at 5am to watch figure skating. This is true. Uh, okay, so we said a lot of things that might have you guys a little bit like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and I recognize <laughs> that. It's been like two hours. <laughs> Don't worry, because when we... Because, oh yeah, right, because I'm looking at the thing and I forgot that we were recording and then it died. Uh, whoops. You're not supposed to tell them that we had a technical failure. Okay, no, but you can cut that out. We're not cutting it out. Okay, oh. no. I just want to say that don't worry, because mm-hmm. when you, when you, if you do brave your instincts and delve into gravitation, you're still going to be like, what the fuck is going on? So, I mean, <laughs> accurate. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. I thought Hitalia brain rot was bad. I think gravitation is the worst kind of brain rot. Because (laughs) it's one of the series that, like, if you apply any pressure to it at the wrong point, it does just sort of crumble. I just, I've been on on gravitation brain rot for the past... 20 years? Yeah. Same. I mean, I mean, like, accurate, same. Uh, One thing that we both agree with is that it is very funny in places it is so funny it's it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense but it's very funny i think and i said this i i keep saying this but if you a lot of the things with gravitation like one of the reasons why it's so strange is because you have this extremely hyperbolic comedy Mm -hmm. slapstick comedy but Mm -hmm. also all these serious issues so yeah it's a huge tone problem it's very yeah so what you need to do is you need to just you know, accept that it's weird as fuck and keep reading. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my, like, just look between, look between the lines, like, look between your fingers and all the weirdness and then just keep going. Because that's, I mean, it's a survival technique. Gravitation is survival technique. <laughs> when you go out into the woods and all you have is gravitation, this is how you survive. When you go you just out, have to... when you go out into the forest. <laughs> Don't ask, why is there a mecha panda? Just go, don't okay. ask about the sharpshooting American. And don't ask... Yeah, like, there's a lot of things. I think one of my absolute favorite moments that always kills me, because I 
I mean, still, you know, like even now reading it to myself, even when I know the story, mm-hmm. I still laugh out loud every time I read it because it's so funny. And one of my favorite moments is when, you know, when there's a moment when Shuichi thinks Yuki's been kidnapped and it's really like he doesn't even have a reason to think it. He thinks Yuki has been kidnapped. And his solution to the problem is to grab this huge knife and then scream, Yuki! And then stab himself. And that's like, and that's fine because this is gravitation and you can get stabbed and blown up and lit on fire. How many, you'll times, be fine. How many times is Suichi injured like that? So many times. And I love, <laughs> and I love it. I just, I just, love, and you know, the, the, the blood level, like the amount of blood in gravitation rivals bleach. Yeah, it's like, the- like there is a lot of violence in it, and it's all played as a joke, and it's usually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I think... The still, funny parts are funny, but... I think still one of my favorite parts, honestly, is, like, in that first episode, when, you know, Airy finds his Sweet Cheese lyrics, and it's like, wow, you really suck, don't you? And it's like... Yeah. Romance. <laughs> but but the thing is, in the in the most... Actually, I don't, like... I have been trying to figure this out. I do, I'm very confused. The most recent doujin that came out is called mm-hmm. The Novelist is in a Good Mood. And I don't know, because there's a... <laughs> there's a... Written by me. The, yeah. There's a there's a, a circle that worked on it called Sin. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if Murakami is actually in the circle, but she definitely has endorsed this. And the drawings look a lot like her, so I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure... If it's like a joint project, I'm trying to figure out because it doesn't have the crocodile Ave uh, thing on it. I own mm-hmm. it, but there's a scene towards the end there. Uh, mm. Actually, it's in the beginning. It's in the beginning. They're watching TV. Shuichi's been on TV. He's, you know, been performing his new song, and and Shuichi, and, and you know, he's like, "What do you think?" And Yuki's like, "Yeah, as usual, it sucks." And then Shuichi's <laughs> like translating it, and he's like, "You know." I'm bad at lyrics, but Yuki is bad with words. So when he tells me that my lyrics suck, he's actually saying that he loves me. And I love this. I love it so much. (laughs) It's so funny. And at this point, they've been together, you know, for like, I think it's like 20 years, like 10, 15, 20 years. It has to be over a decade at least. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's so, I think it's so funny. Like, I don't think he's bad at words as so much as he's just bad at feelings, but also look at who he's surrounded by. I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be great at feelings either if really like your the... only emotional examples are Kitazawa and Toma. And, yeah, all the adults in Yuki's life were like... Because think about it, like, are, are, those were his formative men. It was Toma and Kitazawa. And... A little bit of his father, which... Not that much of his father! No! And the parts of his father that were in the picture are like... The womanizing and the drinking! <laughs> uh... The womanizing and the drinking he got from his dad! Yep. Yep. But everything else he got from Kitazawa or from Toma! It's, this uh... poor man was just set up for failure! I feel... Yeah. Oh I have a God. lot of love for for Yuki. I do. I adore him. Uh, he's a precious bean. Um, it is in a lot of places very very progressive, even though we've made a lot of points yeah. to the contrary. Um, because even though they might not have been great examples of these things, they were talking about these things, like mental health as a rock star. 
and the gimmicks that you do to make money, there weren't a lot of series that were really that were really willing to touch on that yet. It's one of the reasons why like Given is so kind of boring to me. Because everyone's like, look at this accurate portrayal of music and gay. And it's like, it's boring gravitation. <laughs> I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, personally. I don't think it's I... bad. I don't think it's bad. It's just like, it's it's boring gravitation. It's gravitation minus panda robot. <laughs> I think that gravitation could have done with a lot less panda robot. But... I think it needed more panda robot. <laughs> but I, think I, it think... Ne I think it definitely needed more panda robot. Yeah, I no, but I get, I get what you're saying. I do love Given, but it has a completely different... Uh, feel. It has a completely different feel. And, and I think that, yeah. again... I think gravitation is unique in so many ways because it is it balances not always greatly but it balances this completely mm -hmm. absurd humor mm -hmm. and great music mm -hmm. with these topics that are not always delicately handled but they are handled and mm -hmm. and i think you know again which was for me the redeeming like the, the like the really redeeming quality is the way that yuki and shichi learn to communicate and deal with with these issues and how they come out of it in the end mm -hmm. um and i think that really makes it worth for me every single time i finish reading it i'm just like this this gooey pile of emotions because i'm just like i love this them is so much this is true i uh, love it i am very upset by the fact that seki tovakazu and kazuhiko inoue end up in so many series together but like, isn't wait let me yeah just go on well, because, like, Seki Tomokazu, of course, is Suichi's voice actor. Kazuhiko Inoue is Yuki Aries. They have Fruits Basket in common. They were on Naruto as well. They they just, they have a bunch of series in common. And it's like, do you guys ask to work together? Because I hope that's the case. I really hope that's the case, that you guys are like, can we work together? Because they already have such great, like, voice acting chemistry. Um... Mm. I really and again, hope. Just do a friggin' yeah, no. <laughs> do the drama CD, <laughs> an R-rated one. I need it. Not an R-rated one. That's Not an what R -rated. I want. I want. <laughs> it's the only. There are so many already. The only thing I want is an R-rated one, and I will die happily. Like, it's yeah, the you know what? I, need. I, I will respect you for that. I'm not gonna Thank fight you. you on that I am, one. I am putting it out on the internet for the world to see. Like. Please respect me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because I... clearly I I have no self respect, so I need you to. <laughs> clearly, I have none, so I need you guys to have it for me. Um, Please. I definitely also want to talk about that. It's really, really human in a lot of places, and mm -hmm. uh, as much as we talked about it, like it not being a great portrayal of mental health, and it's like a healthy representation of mental health. It's also, like, a very real, and I don't want to give Murakami any credit for this, because, frankly, I don't think that she did this intentionally, but it actually is probably one of the most realistic portrayals of someone with actual mental health issues and a lot of trauma. And maybe this is me projecting, but as I've gone on my mental health journey as a writer, I feel like airy a lot. Where, yeah, there were conversations that I had early on where I was worried about getting put on antidepressants because I would lose my sparkle. The sparkle is called not wanting to kill yourself. That's the sparkle. <laughs> like, I had a lot of concerns about dumb stuff like that. I also processed my sexual trauma by being hypersexual. 
that's not a healthy way to cope with it, but that's how I coped with it. So and seeing that's how, that, yeah, and some people do, and right, and I think that I think that, and I, I, that's the you know like the one most important. And again, spoilers. Like if you're not gonna, re if you haven't read the manga, you want to read the manga, then don't listen to me for the next couple of minutes. Yeah, but because what I really, really love is that, um, you know, Shuichi's always being like dismissed as being really stupid he is really mm -hmm. stupid he is uh, but he is also in this relationship between these two complete morons he mm -hmm. is the voice of reason because he, he is. is the one i think the moment that changed everything for me this is now a digression within a digression but was when i was reading <laughs> when i was rereading gravitation for the second time but the mm -hmm. first time as an adult there's mm -hmm. a scene where they, when they return from New York together after the whole panda bot thing, and 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 they are in the car, mm -hmm. and and they are having an argument, and Shuichi mm -hmm. just like he turns to Yuki, and this is why I say it's so goddamn progressive. Because look at anything from you know this era, the early two thousands, shoujo, mm -hmm. BL, anything. People did not communicate. And not. Shuichi Shindo turns to Yuki 80 and he says, See, if you used your words, we wouldn't be having problems like this. So if you could just try mm -hmm. talking. And I'm like, Shuichi Shindo gets it. Why doesn't anyone else? Like, what, what is this? How is he the most reasonable person I have ever seen in a manga? Like, what is happening here? And then he right. takes that. And he takes that on this journey with Yuki, you know, where they mm -hmm. are learning to communicate, they're learning to proce process their feelings. Mm -hmm. And they, there's a lot of stuff happening towards the end there where both of them are being pretty, pretty toxic towards each other. But they yeah. come out, yeah, it's very messy, but it comes it's out, and again, not perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. because EX exists, uh, but, and there are new issues, but what happens yeah there's oh my god there's and new issues heartache and pain anyway but they come out of it with shuichi finally like something clicks in his head and mm -hmm. and he's like he realizes that yuki's trauma mm -hmm. isn't only rooted in the fact that he was sexually assaulted but it's the fact that he had actual feelings for this guy and that he actually mm -hmm. wanted to have sex with this guy not the way it happened Mm -hmm. but he wanted it so he has complex feelings of love and devotion and guilt mm -hmm. but he has never been allowed to process this mm -hmm. because everyone keeps telling him kitasawa's a monster don't think about him don't talk about him and shuichi says the magic words he yes. says you know he says that you don't have to feel like you know you don't have to feel threatened by my music Mm -hmm. Because you're both number one to me in the same way that I don't have to feel threatened by Kitazawa because we are two different people. And that means you can go on loving him. And no one, I think, has ever said that to Yuki before. He gives him permission mm -hmm. to his own emotions. Yeah. And I think that is really, really important because he hasn't had that before. No, and I, again, casual hosting. I love that you bring that up because that's something that always, again, in my headcanon box was always ticked by I don't really like Suichi and Yuki together is that I think Aerie's first love will always be Kitazawa and I don't really think it'll ever stop being Kitazawa I think he definitely has some kind of feelings for Suichi but I don't ever think that they 
I can acknowledge they get less toxic, but for me, it always still feels like I would prefer Suichi with someone who's more emotionally available. Mm. Just because I know no, he thrives on that. Like, yeah, just so. Spoiler alert for Amanda. Uh, when I first started saying that I really don't like Suichi and Yuki together, everyone just assumed it was like dumb fangirl reasons. Um, and I'm like actually really, really sort of like anti-cinnamon role in a lot of those ways because like actually <laughs> Yuri on Ice did it as well for me, where it's like. Uh, not really crazy about this whole like reformed whore thing for Victor, and it's like, oh, well, you just don't like. <laughs> is that not what it is? No, no, no. Is that not? Is he not just a reformed slut? Is that not the trope? I am okay. Either I mean, I am neutral. I like Victor. You know, I didn't the say slut. that. that was I like negative. Victor, the, the married There's, man. I'm, no, no, no. I of course not. That was negative. I just is that not his storyline? Is that he was once a report that he was once a slut and now <laughs> he's no longer a slut? Um, I just had to. I just had to process it because I I did once read a fanfic where it was like very opposite. Not that Victor wasn't a slut, but just that he wasn't aware of how much. Yuri yeah, had been slut. getting around, and, yeah. and I thought that was really funny. So, so I just had to take a moment. Oh, it's fine. So I remember hearing that all the time. It's like, oh, well, you just don't like canon couples. It's not that I don't like canon couples. It's that I think oftentimes the main male is so toxic yeah. for their uke that I don't think it's fair. I don't think but it's I, fair. I like, agree, though. Like, and it's so, it's so funny because, like, yeah, I remember going through that even, like, with some of the shonen pairings, you know, that we were making gay because we were dumb kids. Like, because they were gay. Because shonen. Yeah. And, you know, to bring up your favorite married couple, Sasuke and Naruto, <laughs> like, when they started pushing towards, like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's Sakura. Maybe it's Hinata. Even though that's not going to be a thing for their 20 years. It's like, Naruto has only said one other name outside of, like, his own. And that's been Sasuke. It's like, <laughs> like it's not. Yes. He's not paying attention to any of the women. He's yeah. too dumb for any of the women. He hasn't given any other focus to anyone. Like there was a clip that I just saw, and I hate you for this because now I'm paying attention. Kishimoto only drew one kiss. Yeah, and that was Sasuke and Naruto. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, don't get me started on this. But I'm but gonna try to not say... to. But it goes the same the other way, right? Because, right. I mean, I personally, and yeah. I apologize to all the Sakura fans out there, mm -hmm. I don't like her. I had sure. I had a period of time where I felt like she redeemed herself, where I really mm -hmm. did. And I do love the Team 7 dynamic. I mm -hmm. love Team 7, but I mm -hmm. am not a fan of Sakura. I don't think that's necessarily her fault. I think, um, I, yeah, I agree. I think that's yeah. the writing's fault. But, the, but, but even so... Sasuke does not like her. No. He has... They have no... There's nothing. There and is not. both of them deserve better. Like, if yes. you want to... Like... I mean, obviously, Sasuke is obsessed with Naruto the same way Naruto is obsessed with him. So, like, Agreed. there's nothing. But even if... Like... I would be more... Like, I'm more accepting, say, Naruhina, because Naruto cares about Hinata, and she's obviously head over heels for him. So, yeah. I can I can see that one, even though he's obsessed, you know, clearly, Sasuke is his love. But but with but with Sasu, like Sasusaku, for instance, there's nothing mm -hmm. there, and it's just toxic, no. because it's not good for either one of them. No, and, like, we're not going to get into Boruto, because I don't want to talk about it, but, like, yeah. That doesn't I mean, exist. I don't know what that is. 
sort of like <laughs> me, me, me with the other season of Black Butler, where they introduced a terrible Sebastian knockoff. I don't like him. Oh, it doesn't exist I'll, either. I'll, yeah, that, that does exist. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you that. Everything is denial. No. I'm starting to realize that I think you might not like Toma because you are like him in a lot of ways. Oh my god, that's the worst thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> I think you might not like him because you no! are kind of similar in that regard. Uh, is that why you don't like him? Is that you? See I am yourself? going. I am going outside right now, and I'm drowning myself. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. How dare you? You don't like him? Plot <laughs> twist. A plot twist to those of you placing your bets. This wasn't a fight I was expecting to have today. <laughs> like, I don't even, like, that's what I'm thinking about. It's like, is that why you don't like him? Is that you're also a really controlling oh short king? You know, when you put it like that. <laughs> is that oh why you God. don't like him? Because no, you guys I are the no, I don't like. <laughs> we are, clearly there are some similarities there that I wasn't aware of. Is that why you like me? Because I, because <laughs> I'm a short controlling. I mean, I am canonically your area either way, so oh one just God. ends worse for me than the other. No, but no, I don't. I don't like Toma don't... because. Of he's a lot a monster. Of yeah, because he's a monster. He's terrible. He's a monster, yeah. He's, he's and really I, a bad person. And I like a lot of monsters, but there are some things. I love that Toma Seiguchi, out of all of the little <laughs> monsters you like, <laughs> I know, right? he's the I worst. Know, right? Like, I'll... we have managed to kin actual Satan, but Toma Seiguchi, fuck that guy. I <laughs> know, <laughs> I'll be over here, like, I can't even think of any, like, really... Like, we're over here trying to, like, rationalize anime fascism, but Thomas Tenguchi, <laughs> fuck him. He's a bad person. He's our, he, it's true. It's true. He's our endeavor, where if you like Thomas Tenguchi, you're an actual bad abuser person. Oh my god. No, and I'm Oh my god, he's like, our endeavor. He's I'll a look. bad dad. <laughs> he's a bad dad. Oh no! Oh my God, we yeah, that him. too. Because Mika was actually pregnant towards the end of the manga. That child has never appeared and never will appear. So as far as I'm concerned, does not exist. <laughs> I was a bit concerned. I was also a little bit like, "How did this Are happen? you sure this is your child? Because I feel like you've never been near." I, I don't think they've been in the same room. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, don't <right? laughs> think, I don't think, unless this is like a Talia Al Ghul. Like turkey baster scenario, I don't think they've been in the same room long enough. <laughs> I th yeah, like I feel like the only time I think I can remember them being in the same room like once, which is at that when you know when they're at their bar or whatever. Yeah, that sketchy ass bar they always end up at. Yeah, I don't think that they've been in a bedroom long enough to consummate a child. <laughs> I actually, I actually agree. Like unless she's just like stash piling away like hateful airy jerk off napkins. Oh my! I don't God. think. that imagery i'm never sleeping again by the way <laughs> it's been two hours oh my it's God. been two hours my but brain is gravitation. it is gravitation it is um so why i i think you know after two hours i think it's important to hallmark 
why have we sold our souls to this series? Why is this the hill we're willing to die on? I feel I feel like we've kind of covered it, but like I, we, we have, but I it, it's called thematic conclusion. Yeah, I know. I know. It's called thematic conclusion. Yeah. You go first. Okay, I go first. Yeah, you go Hello. first. I'm, uh, I mean, obviously, it's like everything because it's like it's been a staple in my life for such a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a staple in BL history, whether you like it or not, because if Gravitation hadn't been so, you know, wildly successful and popular, mm -hmm. I don't think we would have had, you know, this, I mean, I don't think BL would have had such a big impact on the Western world, first of all. I absolutely agree, and, and like, not to, that. not to cut you off, but I really want to hearken its mainstream success in the West. Yes. Because yes. I got to experience it firsthand as an American, uh, <laughs> But, like, even the fact that these Kamagoro plushies exist, yeah. the fact that, like, I have one of those, like, hideous anime messenger bags that's Gravitation. I, there's, there was so much legal merch of Gravitation during its height. Yeah. Like, concurrent. <laughs> the way that Funimation sold its soul to get Yuri on Ice merch made, the same thing happened with Gravitation 20 years earlier, where there yeah. was a plethora of legal accessible merch the manga was easy to get a hold of. The anime and the DVD was easy to get a hold of. The music and the CDs were easy to get a hold of. <coughs> Sorry. It was really important. Chokes on gravitation. But yeah, yeah exactly. Die. It was... <laughs> it, 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 it is this incredible staple in our, in our Fujin culture. And you can't get away from that. And, and for me personally, you know, again, like I said, I've been growing with this series. I've been... It was there as one of my first BLs that I ever read. Same. Yeah, same. And, and, and it has recurred in my... And you know, and the thing is, it's still going because Murakami is still out there making doujins and I'm just like, you know, I get to... I think that's also an important part because, you know, it's still there. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Are you good? Oh, yeah. You don't... You don't sound good. <laughs> I'm great. Uh... But yeah, I just gotta. Put Are my you ear okay? Thing... No. Are you the okay one? You know my air thing fell out. <laughs> two, your your two hosts are fine after two hours. Um, I'm very fine. I have a lot of caffeine in my blood. But yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. I think it makes me turn into a pile of goo every time I read it. It makes me laugh like nothing else. I really love it. I do too, and um. Also, I want to say back to the mainstream aspect of it before uh, my lungs decided to fill with whatever airy nonsense. Um, <laughs> whatever weird backward semi-asthma he has where he won't quit smoking. Also, I don't think that man has ever eaten. No, but in the manga, he does eat a lot of cake. Yeah, he has a huge sweet tooth, uh, which yeah. is something that I also have, uh, which we're going to get to. Um, but it was also a series... Is. Flips table. Flip, flips table leaves. Um, it was also one of the few series that um, boys acknowledged in the West. So yeah. there was a lot of like boy, like gay baiting. And then Oron did this later, where there was enough meat in it that straight boys and bi boys could watch it. And they would basically use that to queer bait fangirls. And then pick up the fangirls. 
And I don't want to talk about how many Yuki Aries were able to seduce me when I was at conventions when I was younger. The answer is too many. Uh, a few of them while I was dressed as Taki Aizawa, <clears throat> which makes it doubly funny. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an imagery. I would love to see that hate sex, though. Oh my god. Can we have I... more Taki Aizawa hate sex? <laughs> no! Please? <laughs> no, Yuki. See, because I'm so puristic in that sense, I'm like, I'm not. Let me have. I'm, I am whore that man out. I am, I am team whore that man out. <laughs> have him fuck Ryuichi. Let him fuck Taki. Oh my god, Aizawa. that's a dynamic. Can exactly. you imagine? It's actually spoiler alert. My favorite dynamic. Oh my god. It's unbridled chaos. It is utter chaos, but it is actually. My favorite dynamic. We will talk about that more in the live stream because it has yeah. been two hours. I oh. think well, there's going to be a lot more in the live stream, yeah. Oh, there's going to be so fucking much in the live stream. Uh, but you're <laughs> right, like, it's a huge part of history. And um, for me, uh, it gave me my gender. I, at the time, was really struggling with... Uh, so a little bit of background, you know, I mentioned my very, very brave and harrowing story of sexual survivor... Uh, stuff where I was forced into the cleavage of an older woman at a party where I had no complaints, so please don't think that I was a victim. I was fine. I was underaged, but fine. <laughs> um, it's so weird looking at, like, early con stuff and being like, wow, oh, yeah. all of this is just a crime yeah. now. I mean, it always was, but, like, but by today's yeah. standards, it's a crime. Uh, I was fine. Please don't think that I was, like, brave or anything. I was a horny child. Um, I had zero complaints. And I don't fault the woman who forced me into her cleavage. I don't think that I looked of age, but whatever. Um, it was a very strange hmm. time. Very it strange. was. But I was, you know, I found gravitation probably when I was around... Mm, probably like 15, 16, I want to say. Hmm. And I was really, really struggling with this sort of like feeling inside of me. <clears throat> I acknowledged that I liked girls. I did like girls. But my attraction to girls was never the attraction that, like, I read about in fiction. Like, it wasn't soft or delicate, and it wasn't like, you know, you want to write poetry about them. I don't know why my er my only thoughts about girls, about women loving women back then was, like, sapphic romance, where you just, like, sit there and write poetry and braid hair and shit like that. That sounds like a nightmare to me, but, you know. I mean, same. <laughs> But, like, those were really, like, the only ways that people talked about women loving women. Because, like, Yuri wasn't really a thing that girls talked about back then. Like, Yuri was only really watched by, like, gross boys that we usually didn't acknowledge. Oh! But also there wasn't really a lot of it yeah, at the time. Also there either. wasn't back then. <clears throat> so, like, there were just, there weren't really a lot of, like, depictions that were, that, that felt like me. And... I started doing more writing, a lot of more fan fiction, and I was writing more male characters, and I started feeling like very, very weirdly comfortable uh, doing that. And it was when Gravitation came out, when Crunchyroll was an illegal downloading website. I did, which, yeah. You were, those days. Uh, I mean, I did. I wasn't even on there. We were using DC++, so you know. Oh yeah, this was back when like Crunchyroll was an illegal downloading website. Uh, me and my friends started doing some fan subs for it, and I was Yuki, and I just felt so at ease. I felt so comfortable. I felt so 
fine and like the things that he said and the way that he processed his feelings they all felt right and i'm not saying that that's good i'm just saying for the traumatized anxious little shit that i was in high school and still kind of am you know that felt right i i, I didn't have you know the feelings about other people especially females the way that I had perceived women to, it was a very masculine feeling that I had towards women, still is. Uh, also at that time, there wasn't really a lot of conversation about gender outside of it being a binary. It was, you're a man or you're a woman, you can be trans, but that's the only other option. Mm. And trans never really fit for me. I liked being a male and being in male skin. But the idea of bottom surgery never really did it for me. And I really like getting free drinks, so I like my tits. Um, I will put them away sometimes, but I really like my tits. And it was through gravitation that I was able to find, like, yeah, like, there is this weird gender fluidity that does exist. Mm. And it felt right. And, I mean, it gave me my archetype of I really like angsty blonde men. It's... I, I love it, and that's Ariyuki's <laughs> fault. And I never felt more comfortable than when I was voice acting and role playing and cosplaying as Ariyuki. And that was really, really powerful for me. And again, like, I can totally acknowledge that it's not always the most kosher. There's a lot of stuff that's hella problematic, and I'm not going to fight with anyone on that. Well, I might fight with some people on it, because while it might be problematic, it I think it's still worth a watch. I still yeah. think it's definitely worth some things, even though it's problematic. But, like, it it really, it changed my life. And mm -hmm. I'm with Corolla in a lot of the ways. You know, I'll come back to it every once in a while. There's definitely parts that don't hold up for me and that I don't rewatch and that I don't care. Uh, there's definitely parts that I probably focus in on too much. <laughs> but, I mean, but you're allowed. I do that too, though. I just yeah. think, I think they're probably different parts. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, but I think that's also, you know, to make it about us again, I think that's why I appreciate you so much, is that we do disagree, but we can yeah. see each other's points and it can be done respectfully, Yeah, rather and, than and just like, no, you're wrong! You know? Exactly, and this is how you get, you know, these these insightful conversations, because you know, we, we listen and, and we pick up, you know, like, because we are reading into things differently which opens mm -hmm. new perspectives and a whole new dialogue like that's the, i think that's really absolutely and that's one of the reasons why like i'm so glad that we get to have this conversation <laughs> with you uh we i this is not venom um <laughs> are you sure is it just your inner adi yuki that's just like i would He's... like to be a part of this conversation. i would like to be a part of this <laughs> i just like this misrepresentation of my character Excuse me! <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine. He's probably not fond of how we talk about him. Uh, well, probably, suck um, it up, Eddie. <laughs> I think this series has been telling him that for 20 years. <laughs> I, think, I think he's very used to hearing that. Um, but I've had an amazing time talking yeah. about, I think, what is obviously one of our favorite series. I do want to put a bow on this by saying, uh, do we have, like, a singular favorite character? I, I mean... Singular is really hard. True. But and I, I I mean, do you do you want to go first this time? I'll I can go first. Um 
this might be a bit of a shock. <laughs> Bring <laughs> this it. might be a bit of a shock. Um, <laughs> but I am a very, very, very soft uh, Tatsuma stan. <laughs> Just but because, I, lo I love Tatsuma, yeah. Yeah, like, he's... He's the last of the Uesugi children. He clearly has no idea what he's doing. But no. he does get to live like the Hannah Montana best of both worlds. He gets to <laughs> fuck his hot idol boyfriend. Uh, and occasionally get horribly dicked down by said idol boyfriend. And he's insane. And he's also absolutely batshit. Just in his own way, completely and utterly batshit crazy. And very funny. In his own regard, yeah. uh, not the best younger brother. If some of the doujins are to be believed, no. And what? And then? And then? To bring it back to a scene that I forgot to mention in the manga, when when talking about sexuality, uh, yes. there's a scene where he's hiding in the roof of their bedroom, filming them having sex because he's yes. gonna sell. He's gonna sell it to the tabloids, like the great yes. brother that he is. And then he's like, "Well, you know why you shouldn't be doing gay stuff then?" And then you can shoot your like. What do you think gay people do? <laughs> I'm like, bless, bless this entire chapter. I love this. But also, yeah, what a very normal thing to do is hang out in your, hang out in what? roofs. And... You've never filmed your family having, no, I, no. You know what? <laughs> yeah, every part of that is bad, so no. Even oh as a God. joke, it's bad. And oh. this is, this is the monk in training. This is, uh. He's gonna do great. I cannot wait. You're gonna go far, kid. You're gonna go far. <laughs> Until he quits it all to be with Ryuichi. Yeah. Um, it was probably a very, very close second as far as favorites. We didn't get to talk a lot about Ryuichi. Uh, <laughs> we get to talk I, about... Yeah. But I think mostly Ryuichi because... I think honestly because if we started talking about Ryuichi, I think we would just get sucked into like a black hole of yeah. like... What is wrong with him? <laughs> is he okay? And he's clearly no, not. No. Like, <laughs> like, why? Why? I have a lot of yeah. questions. Like, Let's... what is wrong with him? He's triggered by his own music, which is weird, but I love him. But yeah. he's also clearly in danger. Uh, if your answer is not Suichi, I'm going to be shocked. Okay, you're going to be shocked. Okay, because... No, I have been thinking about this, and I... If we're thinking, if we're talking about the anime, I love Shuichi. He's my favorite. And yes. I love Shuichi. We are the same person. This is true. Um, but I came to realize when I was d deep diving into the manga this year, when I was yes. doing the panel, that yes. I actually think that my favorite character is Yuki. Because I... <laughs> every... But, I, but it makes sense. It does. Because if I am Shuichi... Your favorite would be his boyfriend. <laughs> but the thing is, because when I am reading, I am, you know, and I am reading and I am sitting there, literally, you can mm -hmm. ask the girlfriend, I'm sitting here reading, laughing to myself like a maniac, and then occasionally every other page screaming, Yuki! And it's like, <laughs> like every account. I love the manga version of Yuki. He's so yeah, pretty. Yeah, the manga He's version so is funny. great. He's, and I just realized, I think he's my favorite. And I was actually yeah. shocked because I didn't know that until this year. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think he's a great, and he has a lot of. I mean, obviously, has a lot of issues. But yeah, but yeah. he has a lot of he has a lot of depth. He, he is, does. He's a very interesting character, and and I have a lot of love for him. 
Yeah, and I, I definitely appreciate that, like, you also see him complexly, because I think that is one thing that, you know, the fandom did kind of get bad about, is almost, like, infantilizing him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he and he is very mentally ill, and I will not take that away from him. He definitely does. <laughs> he definitely does need help. Uh, he does need a lot of help. But he my cat. <laughs> he heard us talking about mental health this year. Yeah, speaking he... of mental health, this one. He's so cute, okay. though. Yeah. And he wants your cute. gloves. I don't want to give him my glove. I'm cold. <laughs> I know you live in the Arctic. For those listening, my cat just attacked my arm. <laughs> it was very cute, though. Oh, yeah. It, was, dug... it looked really good on camera. He dug one of his claws into my finger here, so... Having I mean... a good time. No. Having an excellent but, but time. But yeah, but he, Yuki is a complex character. He really is. He's so complex. And, like, honestly, it's one of those issues. I was just talking about this with a friend. We were talking about uh, the Inuyasha sequel, Yashahime. And mm. it's like, the issue that I have with Yashahime isn't that it's a sequel. It's that out of all the stories you could tell, this is the one you chose. Mm. And it's sort of the issue I have with Boruto, which I know it doesn't exist. But, like, out of all the stories that I wish that you could tell, it's not that. Like, I would, yeah, like, if I could wish for a magical gravitation <laughs> prequel or sequel, yeah, what the fuck was going on with Aerie when they were in New York? Let's codify that timeline of the Kitazawa stuff. Because that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, just... and I just... And he, you know, and he, because there's all of this stuff and we don't know, and then there's all of the stuff that he does accomplish that, that, you know, because he does grow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> depending, on what, depending on what you read, he grows a decent amount, considering. <laughs> this is actually very true. Uh, and, no. I was <laughs> and I was going to say, we could probably talk more about it in the live, but you know, because yeah. the, the story of gravitation also continues. Um, mm -hmm. in the in the Shindoke and the Jijo manga, which is a one shot, but that too, you know, that they have a future in which they're mm -hmm. in their 30s, and it's mm -hmm. absolutely adorable. Mm -hmm. And and he's weird. He has issues. He does. But he's he's very endearing. But yeah, I I just really do love uh, the versatility of Yuki's character in the manga. Yeah, absolutely, and he's he's definitely very different than in the anime it's it's almost weird because yeah they almost are like two different characters yeah i definitely think the anime heard cool beauty and ran too far with it <laughs> where he's almost just completely unfeeling um and it makes a lot of his actions really not make sense but again i feel like you need to start with the anime because i feel like if you deep dive into the manga first you're gonna end up like with like brain trailing out of your ears i really Could be. yeah it's it's and and I also recommend if you do read the manga that you that you try to binge it, uh, not too much at one time because I don't might know not if I recommend healthy. that. But, I don't know if but, I recommend that. But I do recommend reading it like like consequently because when I was reading it the first time, it was still being published here, mm -hmm. so it was like we would have like six months between each volume, mm -hmm. and obviously, you come into a gravitation volume after six months, you open a page, you're like. Who are these people? What is what what is what is this? Because gravitation doesn't make any sense. But if you read them back back to back, mm -hmm. uh, I would typically read like three volumes in a day and then like take a break. Yeah, I can, I, can see that. I can see that. 
like re like try to keep them yeah like coupled like that because yeah yeah i can definitely see where like if you take a huge break between like three and four it's like what is this Who yeah are these people and uh, especially when you get to like eight and nine when you start getting the the new york arc and reiji mm-hmm. and everything because it gets really chaotic yeah and then you find a way to put ex in your heart because ex doesn't make any sense and then we can maybe talk about doujins Maybe then we can talk about doujins. But, uh, <laughs> it has been a wonderful two hours. I'm so excited. Uh, which brings us to the uh, wrapping up and conclusion of our show. Yay! Which means we get to thank our very first patron, uh, Karm. Thank you so much for thank supporting the so show. Thank you so much. Uh, if you would like to join them, go visit patreon.com slash the yaoi shelf. We have lots of cool uh, exclusive perks including one set above where you get a shout out at the end of every episode. Uh, we, again, do not require your financial support. We're not going to do the whole like e-begging thing no. where it's like, you know, in the arms of an angel, if you too can sponsor these Fujin and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> flashes wrist, right? Flashes wrist. It's like for a few dollars a day, you too can ensure these Fujin have more backwards gay books that they don't need. Um, <laughs> What do you mean don't need? I have a great need. No, okay, no. I mean, I, have yeah. a, I also have a great need. I have finite space. Um, <laughs> True. I, uh, you know, but yeah, we appreciate it. And thank you uh, for being our first official patron. We thank uh, you so much. love and appreciate you very much. Uh, next month, because it is the end of the year, which feels weird. It feels really weird. And is also, uh, Corolla, it'll be her third anniversary month for the show. Yay! You did it. I did it! I'm still here. You're still here. I haven't I can't believe you away. Still... Yeah, no, I, I'm, it was more like I can't believe you haven't kicked me off yet. <laughs> why? Why, why, I, why? I've simped for you, like, every episode. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, friend? I don't know. Uh, Lack we're of gonna... self-esteem, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. oh no not like this uh <laughs> not like this at the end of the episode it's been no. two hours no uh, it's fine i'm very happy to still be here yes thank you what are we doing next month tell me uh tell tell them i was say we agreed on it what are you yeah. talking about tell you no i didn't mean it <laughs> what do you mean tell you we agreed on it uh we're gonna go into a little bit of like our food gin journeys uh we yeah. talked about a decent amount in this episode I think there's some nuance in it as well that I feel like we can kind of go into. I know also uh, we talked about it during our shipping expedition at CostaCon, if you were there for that. But I think, you know, into the year, get a little retrospective, get a little nostalgic, you know, start thinking about some of the series that were formative to us that aren't gravitation, because we do have more than just gravitation. (laughs) Don't you think for a second, though, that just because we finally did this episode that we're going to stop talking about gravitation? Oh, no, I think it's only going to get worse. (laughs) We still have a whole ass live stream. To I just talk about wait. like head cannons and stuff like that because I have. And, yeah. Yes, the live stream is on the twenty fourth. Am I mistaken? Hold on, let me open up the calendar. It would is not that... be on the twenty fourth. No, because that's the... that's a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it on the twenty eighth. Yeah, that makes sense. I knew it was okay. the twenty something. I don't even. It's know. like I would not have it the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's Thanksgiving. The twen- the twenty fifth is. Oh, okay. Good to know, because you know we don't have that here. <laughs> I know you guys aren't thankful for anything. No, 
I guess because it's cold. <laughs> yeah. This is I was like, I guess because it's cold, you guys don't have Thanksgiving. Um, so I'm super excited for that. Just a little, you know, yeah. talk about like our Fujin journeys, you know, the other series that are formative to us. Not quite a meet the host, but, you know, just like how we got here. I think you'll probably, if you if you ever had any questions about how your two Fujin hosts are who they are, you'll probably learn some of the things that ended up being formative to them. Yeah, and feel free to ask, you know, like, yeah, shoot, feel free to shoot us a question. We can answer it. Yeah, for sure. If you have a question, like, outside of, like, the usual topic, again, like, send us a DM, uh, Twitter, Discord. We don't have Instagram. Do we need an Instagram? We'll talk about that off screen. Because uh, <laughs> it's been two hours. We'll talk about yeah. that off screen. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, also, those are the places that you can find us. We have a Discord. We have Twitter. We have the YouTube, where this will go up in a few hours, depending on how fast things load. Yep. The rabbit is still here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's been in most of the shots now, and I love him for that. I uh, love it. But thank you guys for being here. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Oh. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Thank you, thank you for being here. Oh, God, don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's died. Can I move you a little bit? Okay, there uh, we go. Looks more alive. Looking more alive now. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. We will see you in a few days for our live. And we'll yep. see you in the next one. Bye! Bye! <laughs>